Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So. Super super dope dudes, man. Yeah. Um, had a had a good time, man. So shout out to them. Check out the guys next door. Podcast, follow them, stream. Um, yeah, good good brothers right there, man. Solid. Yes, yes. Super solid. Yes. Um, so we'll get into this, but before we start, uh, make some some announcements. Uh, gotta give a shout out to the town, my boy Fred. Uh, Hell. big big game yesterday and 914. Shout out to Ferris, shout out to Higgs, shout out to Oopy, shout out to Stick, shout out to the whole Ferris. Um, really dope. Had probably 2,000 people out there easily. What's mm. up? What's up, man? Got the Georgetown jersey on, okay? Yeah, I'm doing my Cal Watson thing today. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feeling? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we was giving above the rim vibes last night, you know. Oh, bombers, bombers, bombers championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yo, go do your thing, man. Gold yeah. bottles for gold winners. That's it, man. Legendary. Nah, <laughs> very much so, man. But yeah, shout out to the guys, man. That was dope. Um, shout out to Rod Strickland who was there. Shout out to Jada Kiss who was there. Shout out to everybody, man. Um, you know, always love New York City street ball. 
is a culture within itself. If you've never experienced it, you've got to experience it at some point, especially if you're a sports fan, especially if you're a basketball fan. It's um, it's just dope, man. Shout out to all the tournaments, Gersh. Shout out to Dykeman. Shout out to Ferris. Shout out to Zone 6. They had a championship um, too. Shout out to Rucker. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's one of these things, man, that it's just, it's unique. I've never seen anything like New York City street ball. It's different. In the summertime. And uh, it's, it's a vibe, man. Yeah. So I can imagine somebody outside looking in on like, yo, is that safe? <laughs> it's the safest place you're going to be, man. Everybody <laughs> wants to see the end of the game. Everybody wants to see, be entertained by the game. And it's like, you get to see people you haven't seen in years. Like people just pull up to basketball, like in the summer, like nothing else. So you got to come to New York City and experience. I know other places do it. Shout out to California. Shout out to LA. I know Philly. Shout out to Philly. We know that other places have basketball tournaments. <laughs> Some of those are indoor. There's, most, there's, of them, most, most of them are indoor. Most nothing yeah. like outside basketball tournaments in the summer in New York City. We might have something planned, actually. Shh, top secret. Bro. One city at a time. If you got to listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> we can rattle off all next year. Yeah. yeah. One, one at a time. One, one announcement a week. Oh man! It is uh, August fifteenth. Uh, it is officially uh, Nipsey Hustle Day in LA. Uh, so we want to give a warm, warm uh, piece of gratitude to his family. Uh, I saw Lauren London got up and spoke today. Shout out to the whole All Money In team, um, and shout out to the book club. You know, we were covering Nipsey uh, for the past couple of weeks, and kind of the finality of the book club was yesterday. Uh, so I joined it. Uh, first time in, in a few weeks because uh, it's so important and um, the fact that it was his birthday today just made it even better so it is officially Nipsey Hustle Day the marathon continues to all of us not just us I'm speaking about everybody that's listening and everybody's watching this right now we all have a piece to play in this this puzzle um, and so we're going to do our part and everybody got to make sure they do those so we got what we got we got Crenshaw we got Victory Lap and we got the marathon continue Pumas up there today um, a great loss not only to our community but the world Rest in peace to Nip the Great. Absolutely. Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace to the King. Rest in peace to Nip Hus- Hustle. And uh, congratulations to his family and his loved ones for that Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Mm-hmm. Very, very big, man. So rest in peace to Nip, one of our one of our biggest uh, inspirations. And Real big. For sure. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else I want to say? Uh, yeah, before we start, um, definitely. Oh, big shout out to my brother, too, who... Uh, he actually um, lost in the championship game for the high school division, but that was a good game as well. So shout out to Haas. And um, yeah, shout out to Kiss, man. That was my first time actually meeting Kiss, which is crazy because- Kiss cool. Yeah, it's like- Was he elevated in the elevated state or was he good? No, nah, no, nah, Kiss super cool. You know, he's yeah. like, he's, he's like, yo, y'all blowing up. <laughs> y'all blowing up. <laughs> y'all out of here. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy. That was my first time meeting him, you figured. I didn't, I didn't even know that. That's almost impossible that 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 took so long for that to happen. That's wild. That is pretty <laughs> wild. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. He don't forget nothing though. When I saw him in LA at a ranch thing, he like, "Yo, you turn to Hollywood, you hit me back." I'm like, "I didn't even know you really wanted to do nothing." My bad. Yeah. He don't our, forget nothing. He's a good dude, man. Our kids go to yeah. school together, so I, I see him all, all the time at drop off. I saw him at graduation. I didn't know that's first time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we had a good time. We were shopping up again. Basketball brings everything together. So he was at the game watching it with us. Yeah, kicking with us in the in the little section, the the nine one four elite section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he definitely fits. He definitely fits the criteria. Yeah, good dude, man. Um, so we got a big episode for EYL this week. Um, 
dope, dope entrepreneur out of Philly. I want to pronounce the clothing brand correctly. Boot Junji, I believe it's correct. It's, it's pronounced Bungie. Bungie? Yeah. Abeleche. Bungie Abeleche. Um, super. This, yeah, it's a super dope, um, high end clothing brand. I believe he's going to be. Albacini, I'm sorry. Albacini. He's yeah. the first uh, black shoe designer that's going to be in Neiman Markets, right? Yeah. Yeah, ever. Um, so he his thing is, is a high end fashion. It's like, you know, Prada or Louis Vuitton, stuff like that. And um, it's really dope. I've actually wore his shoes. I wore them at an Invest Fest weekend. Um, I wore his shirt. I wore his shirt at Martha's Vineyard uh, when we was with TIA Craft. So I actually have wore um, his his stuff. Actually, Keenan. Um, Keenan Thompson? Keenan Thompson just wore his shoes. Shout out to Mike B. I made that connection when he got his walk up. He got his star last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had his shoes on. Oh work. Yeah. I made that. I made that connection for him. Dope. So um yeah, super high end. So he has an interesting story because he comes out of prison. He was actually locked up with Wallow. He's from Pennsylvania. He was locked up with Wallow, um and started sketching shoe designs when he was in prison. Came out of prison, um and got to it and started a high end because a lot of times most you know start like lower end fashion like t shirts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. There's nothing wrong with that, but. You don't really see a lot of black designers in the high end space, but he he decided to start in the high end space, and um, yeah, he's doing his thing. And like I said, he's going to be in the markets, I believe, in the fall. First black shoe designer that's incredible. in the market. So yeah. dope story for everybody that's an entrepreneur, everybody that's uh, overcome adversity, but definitely for anybody that's interested in in merch and high end merch specifically. So check that episode out tomorrow, EYL, eight o'clock. Yeah. And the sneakers is fire. He he gave us some pairs. Um, and I need there's an exclusive pair that he, he's gonna make for us, but you'll see that later. But the sneakers are fire, man. I I wore uh, both pair. He gave us a white pair and a black and white pair. They look luxurious. It's not like, yo, what are those? They like, yo, who made those? Um, are so they shout- comfortable though? And they comfortable. Yeah, I, I wore them better. a few times. I told him I gotta get another pair. Like I wore them, um, and I was like, yo, I need a pair just to stock. I like to have a rock and stock pair, so I just need a stock pair just in case. You never know when you're gonna need a a fly white shoe. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely need to stock there. Yeah. So, all right. So that's that. Um, for everybody that took advantage of the stock club sale last week, you will be entered into the system this week, I believe, right, Ian? Yeah, everybody be uploaded by Tuesday, tomorrow at 9 okay. Central at the latest. So, so you guys be in tomorrow. So this week, um, you know, all of the emails, all of the names will be put into the system and you'll be up in, into the system this week. And is it closed now or they have 24 hours? I think it's closed. Sorry for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and um London, <laughs> London, uh Invest Fest, Invest Fest Europe. We headed to the UK, and that is uh October 31st, Royal Albert Hall. So the Royal Albert Hall, we will be doing a show, and Royal Albert Hall is probably the most prestigious venue in the UK. Um, so it's ticketed. Unlike last time, which was a free networking event and some people couldn't get in. A lot of people couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. This time, everybody will get in. It's a ticketed event. You pay, you get in, it's a ticket. And then we'll have probably a VIP experience the, the day before. So that whole weekend, Halloween, uh, Sunday and Monday, um, very, very monumental. We're working on some big surprises for you guys. Uh, UK. So everybody in America, if you've never been, or even if you have been, it's a good opportunity to travel to one of the greatest cities in the world. London is a lot. Beautiful. 
but all of our supporters in the UK, all of our supporters in Holland and France and Ireland, all across Europe and Africa as well. Mm -hmm. um, this is something that you guys need to be at Invest Fest Europe, Invest Fest Europe, Halloween, London, big vibes. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a show, <laughs> show, a show to remember. A show I cannot to wait. Yeah. This will be like one of the first times they don't have to wait up till 2 a.m. to watch us. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch us live in person. It's going to be magical. London's a beautiful city. If y'all was there last time and we was out there, y'all already know what type of magic we bring in. Uh, but we got, like you said, when we say we got some surprises for y'all, if you saw what we did in Atlanta, you should understand why we can't say it. Um, but we got some big things planned. The right way, the only way. Buy your tickets early, please. Do <laughs> Preferably. Not, do not wait till they sell out and then try to, you know, go on StubHub and, and buy from ticket scammers. The ticket scammer market is going crazy. Yeah, listen, if y'all buy, uh, you know, a VIP night for 3000 and won't be able to get in, <laughs> please don't DM me. I'm probably working on slides how I did in Atlanta. <laughs> buy them officially otherwise but shout out to those who, who are finessing i ain't mad at you yeah listen just do good business man do good business i'm, I'm glad you said that because there are some pages that are using our names and we would never solicit anything from anyone through instagram or through youtube or any social media platform we don't solicit anything and so one of somebody that uh, we actually know from our town was uh somebody tried to solicit money through the invest fest page that's not us please 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 understand that we would never do that and so you should understand that if somebody's doing that, please just report them. I, I appreciate y'all sending us the messages to saying that it's happening, but just know it's not us. We would never solicit anything from any of you. Yeah, or if people. you know who's running that scam farm, send them to me so I can hire them and actually like give them some legit work. Because <laughs> they do work hard. I, they go crazy. Credit. Yeah, uh, they go crazy. Scammers are, are relentless. So I pinned, the, I pinned it. Um, the website, you can go to the link in our bio. You can go to the description of this video or it's pinned here on YouTube, um, investfest slash euro.com. And once again, I'm pretty sure by now you saw what happened in Atlanta. Um, I don't even need to, I don't even need to talk about it. You saw what happened in Atlanta. So, you know, you know, the, uh, the type of energy that we bring, we have a proven track record here on these live event situations. Um, so London will be no different. Like I said, the first time we went to London was a networking event. It wasn't an event. It was a networking event. People were so anxious for us to be out there that they just turned it into an event, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but it wasn't an event. It was never supposed to be an event. It was supposed to just be a, a, a meet and greet networking vibe. This is a full fledged production, ladies and gentlemen, full fledged production on a level of what we did in Atlanta on a level of Apollo, on a level of, you know, what, what you would expect standard-wise. Do not miss it. Get your tickets now before they sell out. London, see you soon. Yeah, get your drip ready, please. Indeed. Are we giving y'all advance warning? Um, so you got about, what is it, 75 days? You got 75 days to go to your tailor, go to your stylist. Tell them the look that you would like to craft um, and show up. You know, this is foreign land for us, but mm -hmm. we're gonna come with that international flavor. Um, so Multiple I, I, wardrobe changes <laughs> on stage too. I, su I suggest and highly, highly advise you to get your get your outfits ready. It's gonna be an event. All right, yeah. it's uh, prestigious. Disclaimer. Uh, before we go to disclaimer, let me tell you about some good people. Red Panda family, the Red Panda Rebellion. 
Erna's, we got a great choice for you if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and is relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Ally is giving our Market Mondays viewers and listeners a special offer on ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Securities, products, and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities, LLC. <clears throat> Member FINRA slash SIPC. Shout out to the good folks over there at Ally. And shout out to Erica over at Ally. I see she got, she got married over there, right? Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Congrats. She's been married. I think that was the, the anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Oh, congratulations on the anniversary, Erica. We saw that on Instagram. All right, folks, you know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you found on our show and which to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good fellas at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Ian, they brought up your name today uh, when we were shooting. And uh, it made me think back to when it was uh, Ian St. Patrick. <laughs> One city at a time. <laughs> Yo, we've been doing this for a while, man. We too much fun. Too much yeah, fun. Too much fun. <laughs> too much fun. Um, stock club call tomorrow will be at 9:30. Once again, everyone who signed up and got the deal from InvestFest, um, you will be in by tomorrow at 9:30 Central. Let's have an amazing episode. Love you guys. And what was the biggest lesson that you guys took away from InvestFest? Um, there's still the energy is still rolling, man. Like people are on fire people still talking about it so like i'm honored um to have been a part of it but i i want you guys to keep the momentum and everything that you learned and now apply what you've learned from the show into your lives and business so you can uh make all of your dreams come true so let's get to it yeah i think trap he put out a, a post on saturday and it was literally how exactly how i was feeling like i woke up saturday like wait it was a week ago now nah, we got to do this again we got to run this back let's run it back Man. <laughs> like let's run it back um and i know other people had that feeling too um so it, you, like you said the the momentum is just it's been incredible we still got pictures that are still coming in and videos shout, still shout coming. Out to Dame. he was like yo next year you should have a panel for people that want to pay to get on invest fest he was like I'm, I'm sure people will pay for that just exposure on, like yeah. he was like yo you don't Absolutely. understand like that's not n normal to be able to speak in front of twelve thousand people I'm like, nah, we, mm -hmm. we only want people that we really want to have yeah. on. But yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Um because can't water it down. No, 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 you can't. You got you gotta keep standard. See, Some things keep... your money can't buy. Yes, that's very that's very <laughs> factual. Very factual. So all right, let's get into this. <coughs> all right. So 
the first take thing before we begin, China's going to collapse soon. Next year, they're going to go through a big recession. Uh, get careful. So, or be careful. So for those of you about to tune out, you about to go cook and take care of your kids. Keep your eye on China. Things are going to get really tough next year. My China, apologies, should I go ahead? China will collapse. That All right, let's get back to that later on. But <laughs> they always alert. say, it's not true. I know it's going to be a think piece tomorrow. Ian's wrong again. Okay, give it a few months. Michael Saylor, Bitcoin 20,000. Said I was crazy. Said Michael Saylor wouldn't leave. And here we are. So let's get right into this. Um, Bitcoin hit 24,000. Uh, the highest price has been in two months. Uh, what price will it hit by the end of the year? Um, I think Bitcoin will probably get up to like 34,720. It's going to be a slow push up. Um, the world is like really, just, and we'll talk about Michael Burry later, but the hedge funds, macro investors, institutional investors are just really resetting the prices that should be, they should be bought in at. Um, we are, we kind of did like a dead cat bounce and we're like in the middle range. This isn't the best time to buy. We'll probably hit 34,000, some change, maybe get up to 35,000 and slide back down. But we should end up positive. We'll have some positive growth in Bitcoin for the year. S&P is pushing up. Everyone put in chat, what's the number I said we should hit for S&P by end of year? We're getting close there. Um, and I think by 2024, like Bitcoin will be back in that 60, 70, possibly 80 range. So we we'll have to hold on tight, but it'll be, it'll be worth it for, for a few years for you to hold on to it. Okay. So we're talking about long, a longer term investment. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, we we could talk about Bitcoin, but we could also pay attention to what Ethereum is doing. Well, I'm going to you Ethereum going next. So oh, I want yeah. to see if you want to talk about Bitcoin. Oh, uh, I mean, obviously, it, it we, we say this all the time. Like, I'm not trading it, so it's a long-term investment. So the money goes in, it stays there. Um, but it's interesting. Like, some people who have been waiting, hopefully, like you said, uh, got into it when it got down to 19.9 or 19.7. Because even at 24, you've made profit. If it gets up to 34, you've made even more profit. And profit, so yeah. we always try to figure out where's the bottom, where's the bottom. When it pulls back 60, 70%, we've seen the volatility in it. If you've studied the history of it, you know that, all right, anywhere between 70 to 83, 85% is a time that it usually hits its bottom. And so we got to that point. If your research said it, then you shouldn't have invested in it. But again, we keep it long-term. We're not, I'm not trading it. We stay, we're gonna stay in the position. Yeah, I, I say Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two that you should hold long term. Everything else you should trade. So I know some of you like you hate every crypto. I don't. I just don't want you guys to lose a bunch of money. But Shiba, Doge, Luna, you know, all the ones that are not the top two swing trade those. And if you want to day trade them, day trade them. But Bitcoin and Ethereum, you should hold. I'd like the return, I think, over the last 10 years to Bitcoin, if you held it, it was like 210,000 percent return. Yeah, something ridiculous. You can't argue with that. <laughs> you can't argue with the math. Yeah. Just hold. So, all right. So let's talk about Ethereum. The mighty, mighty Ethereum um, is back, has risen. Like the Phoenix is up 50%, I believe, this, I this month. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the low. Ethereum 2.0 on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, Ethereum. Yeah. Is Ethereum good now? Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Good question. Um, yeah, so it has risen. Again, another, just the same story as Bitcoin. We saw it pull back um, to a 1600 level. Obviously now it got up to 2000, pulled back a little bit. But the news of that, the 
the merge that's happening, right? So we, I think they gave us a date over the past, over the weekend saying September 15th is going to move from proof of work to proof of stake, which means more uh, less energy intensive as far as how they're going to produce less rewards being given and more of a, a proof of, of stake situation, which is obviously uh, going to make it a more efficient coin or a more efficient blockchain uh, to build on. And so that is going to happen. They say in the 15th to the 19th, they've already tested. I think last week they had the third trial of the merger and it went successful. And, and so uh, Vitalik came out, uh, I think probably over the weekend and said, so those are going to be the dates to look out for. So it, it had a nice ride. Like you said, it's up 52% from its lows. Uh, Ethereum is something that we spoke about. I mean, over and over. We talked yeah. about being the highway for all these blockchains, uh, these coins to be built on, especially from a, a usage standpoint. Um, so we're we're long, 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 long on Ethereum. Um, yeah. Ian. Um, I'm gonna say something that I normally don't say. Um I don't know. Um, so I'll give you guys a target. <clears throat> so 295480 is a price target that we could hit. Um, I just haven't done all the reading, given the fact that I was sick, I haven't had a chance to go through like all of the reading and research. Um, I do think, well, if, well, look at once again, BlackRock Vanguard. And I know people mm -hmm. are like, Hey, that doesn't matter. Last year it was like, they would never have influence. And now we see BlackRock and Coinbase start to have a partnership. You're going to see JP Morgan, Citadel, and a few others have a bigger impact on the price movement of Ethereum. Go check and see how big they're buying to give you an insight if it's going to do well like if the top five hedge funds are buying it like crazy then um it'll be a okay so i'm not playing both sides i'm just giving a price to where it could go by end of year um and if you're holding it you should be holding it for a five-year period anyway as with any long-term investment the, those that bitcoin and ethereum i'll go on record are the only two i think you should not be trading you should be holding if you believe in it yeah well uh, anybody that watches Market Mondays knows that I've been pretty consistent when it comes to Ethereum. I think it's the most important cryptocurrency. I think that it is. Why is that by chance to play God's advocate? God's advocate, because <laughs> because because of it is 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 use right. Like you know, things are built on the Ethereum on the Ethereum uh, blockchain. Bitcoin is the most popular one, but outside of of it being traded and outside of it just being Bitcoin, and which is like the 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 brand name for cryptocurrency has kind of become like Band-Aid. Um, mm -hmm. That's it. Where Ethereum is a whole ecosystem within itself. And it's the largest one. They have competitors, Solana, different things of that nature, but there's still really no competition when you look at it. So being that it's the second biggest crypto, but a whole ecosystem and it's improving, um, I feel like it's the most important <coughs> cryptocurrency and will continue to be the most important cryptocurrency moving forward. And I feel like Ethereum's here to stay. Um, I don't think that it's gonna collapse. Of course, it's gonna have ups and downs. Cryptos have up and down, like that's crypto. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want up and down, then you can't invest in cryptocurrency. But long haul, I believe in I believe in Ethereum. I, I have always believed in Ethereum, and I think that Ethereum will be here for a very long period of time. I'll say this too, if uh, we stay in a crazy interest rate environment and we stay in this like recession-like economy while the market goes up and banks are more valuable, 
yeah, Ethereum will have a lot more value for sure because the banks will start to integrate it a lot more. For those you don't, you know, uh, get the take, go look at the episode that we had with BitBoy, um, which I think was a great episode. Um, yeah, Ethereum will be, because every recession, there's new products, new services that are ushered in. Ethereum could be one of the ones that are integrated a hell of a lot faster. So when I was saying, hey, I think the banks are going to take over or maybe destroy his thesis was where they're going to use Ethereum to integrate it into the banking system. Um, so yeah, if we stay in an environment where interest rates are high, tech stocks are down, Peloton underperforms, if banks do better, Ethereum is going to have a very important place in that banking system to help banks dominate even more. Yeah, and the the low that I'm looking at here was in uh, July 17th. It got down to 9.93, and so right now it's currently at 18.86. So if somebody obviously entered that that the the crypto space at that time, mm -hmm. made profit. I mean, I think we're right at the market. It was around April May when it was teetering around 2,000. Obviously, it hit its, its high at 4,800 in uh, last October. So just interesting to watch. But this is why we we talk about being patient and understanding volatility and understanding that this asset class is a little bit different than the market, right? Like these things are very volatile and it moves in a very fast way. But if you can understand the charts when you, you're trading stocks, then I mean, you're going to have the same principles that you can use when you're trying to trade uh, crypto. It's just yeah. that it's a little, it's a lot more volatile. If um, you guys need an entry, 154.70 is a good place to get in if you, if you haven't got in already as well. It's going to slide back down, so, but that's a good place to be able to get in. And don't buy today. Wait for that price. Um, please put in chat. Patience is what pays me. So wait for those right prices and you'll be able to get in and, and uh, take advantage of the upside of it. The market and once again, this is for long term. So for those of you that are like taking my prices and remixing them and giving them to your cousin for a two day swing trade, this ain't it. I saw a lot of y'all in Atlanta. Man, you let me down. No, you let me down. <laughs> I said five years. I'm sorry. No gambling, no gambling, hold for the long term. And, and here's a rule of thumb, just an investing period. Always, always bet on the ecosystems. So Amazon is an ecosystem. Apple is an ecosystem. What I mean by that is like, if Apple goes down, it's not just Apple going down. All of the apps in the app store that rely on Apple, all of the, like, these are things that have to go down. So it's Our like- economy will go down. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like Nino Brown. Like, you know what I'm saying? When it was like, it's bigger than Nino Brown. Like when you, some people are just too big to fail because if you take them down, everybody falls. Yeah. So I feel like Ethereum is that for crypto. Ethereum's too big to fail. And if Ethereum fails, it's going to have a tremendous ripple effect, even bigger than Bitcoin. Bitcoin will have a tremendous psychological effect, a tremendous psychological effect and a tremendous economic effect. Mm -hmm. But if Ethereum goes down, it's gonna have a ripple effect across the whole ecosystem. So you have to look at it like this. There's trillions and billions of dollars invested into crypto, but mm -hmm. most of it is with hedge funds and institutions. So they have a vested interest for the whole crypto space not to fail. So being that they have a vested interest in the whole crypto space not to fail, they have to keep some coins up. Like Ethereum has to be caught until they have a equal competition that is willing to take it out. You can't afford for Ethereum to fail because 
is going to be catastrophic for the whole entire space. And it's going to cost a lot of people money. And at the end of the day, nobody wants to lose money. You don't invest to lose money, especially at the highest levels. So yeah. Ethereum is too, too big to yeah. fail. And even like from a dominant standpoint, I don't know if anybody ever looks at that, but I'm looking at it right now on coin market cap. I remember the days when Bitcoin dominance, the percentage used to be in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. If you look now, it's at 40%. Yeah. Ethereum's at 20%. And so mm -hmm. that, that gap has closed substantially about oh, those two coins, or, or those two cryptocurrencies, about how much they affect the overall space. Earners, what's going on? Look, everyone likes shopping online, but searching for coupon codes is kind of a bummer. So make saving online a breeze with Capital One Shopping. Capital One Shopping is a free tool that instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Just download Capital One Shopping to your computer and let it do the work for you. So easy. And you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. Capital One Shopping, it's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. So that's interesting to look at. Yeah, I see what you did with the, the ripple effect. <laughs> shout out. I mean, where else are you going to get New Jack City and Above the Rim in a show? I mean, shout out to all the Ripple and XRP enthusiasts. They are here. No one is bigger enthusiast than Crypto901. The, biggest, the king. biggest XRP enthusiast I've ever seen. To date. History, historically. Um. Michael Burry dumps all of his stocks except for one. Yeah. Uh, what should that tell us about what's coming in the market? So for historical reference, if you don't know who Michael Burry is, if you haven't watched the movie, The Big Short, you should. Very, very times. He's the one that made billions of dollars um, shorting the market in 2008 mm -hmm. um, for the housing crash. So, you know, he became legendary for that situation. And um, now, obviously, anytime that he speaks, people take it very seriously because of what he, what happened in 2008. So he's he's, I guess, predicting that a very, very cold winter in stocks is coming. Mm -hmm. We've had a nice little rebound the last week or two, um, but he's 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 not feeling it. So what's the deal? Yeah. With it? So, yeah, I'm going to let you just I'm gonna, I just want to like frame this up. Right. So. There was 13 positions that Scion had. That's the group that uh, his firm, right? They had 13 uh, uh, stocks that they uh, invested in. Google was one of them. They sold that off. Meta was one. They sold that off. The one that they did keep is called Geo Group. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of Geo Group? Uh, heard yeah. Geo Group is a Florida-based company that invests and operates private prisons. Mm -hmm. So they bought over $3 million, $3 million in shares um, of the Geo Group, uh, and since then the stock that stock has gone up twelve percent, which is interesting. Out of everything to to sell off, I mean, you had Fortune one hundred, like Google, Alphabet. You had Alphabet and you had Meta, which is another you know top ten uh, as far as market cap. But you let those go, and you kept the company that invests in private prisons. And if you ever, I mean, we've talked about this in detail um, about the impact that private prisons have on our communities for sure and how you know they profit off of making prisoners um so that's interesting i'll let you i'll let you go I mean, in I'll, I'll finish it up yeah uh, the the reason um well let's address the, the private prison thing i'm anti-investing in prison i don't care how much money is involved i would never invest in the sector the reason why they did though is because it's an indication of who's going to be in office when election cycles turn over so if you talk to anybody politically, they're pretty much telling you like, hey, these next three to four years, politically, the landscape is going to change very aggressively and very fast. 
Um, but the reason why he sold off Meta, he also had an Apple short that he got rid of. Now we're just in the middle. It's not an ideal time to initiate any buys. So if you're looking to put capital to use right now, things aren't low enough to buy. They're not high enough to short. So we kind of just ride in, in the middle. But since crime is going up, we're going to have to change politically. Hate to say it, I don't see how Biden could win re-election unless The Rock runs with him and the current VP sits down. Um, and we can talk about the Trump thing later with the FBI, but they are potentially propping him up for a run again. Things are going to change very fast. And, and that's why I'm saying now if China collapses on top of that next year, which, you know, I know some of you are going to be like, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but um, home sales are down 28.6% in China. Um, private investment homes are down 12.3%. So if home sales are down 28%, and I know everybody on Instagram, every realtor is telling you the market's still going up. No, it's not. China's our parent. So if they have the flu financially, we're going to get pneumonia next year or COVID-25, right? And things are going to be bad. And we're going to go through a period for maybe two or three years where it feels like 99 through 2001, 2002 all over again, where we're just floating up and down and we're not having any breakout movement. Private equity um, is deploying capital a little slower. We're just not in a great economic environment. The great part is if you're an investor and you can wait this out, the number one advantage that we have as retail investors is that we can hold longer than most institutions. That's where all the money is. So we have 14 years of quantitative easing, free flowing money. Now the people that can actively invest and be patient and hold for long-term are going to win. So when everybody was getting them easy option trade, y'all still trading options and all? Option easy trading. to not y'all. I'm talking to oh, all. Oh, I'm about to say, raise I'm your hand. To the <laughs> Easy penny stocks. I know it was a little war and campaign against me. Hey, where are we? Where are we now? Kathy, having issues. You can't cycle through all those stocks and all those trades. Now we're going to see who actually can invest, but it's going to be a game of long term. So please look at the big picture, the macroeconomic environment. I know it seems scary. But this is the time that you want. Everybody in 2020 was like, damn, I wish the market would come down. Here we are. Now you get an opportunity to build for the future, suffer and sacrifice for two or three years to be able to get your family in the position that you want to be. And if you're scared in this market to invest, either you have not listened to me or you have not done your research. That's it. And yes, listen to Michael Burry, because damn near everything he said and predicted has come true. So, all right, let's talk about this um, China situation. Since you ref you referenced China a few times so far this show, oh, you said China at the beginning. You said China will collapse. You want to put that into context? I'm gonna I'm give you opportunity to put this into context. Mike, clip this up. <laughs> China gonna fall. <laughs> so I'm gonna do look like all the spicy. Wait, so wait, I, wait, I've wait, learned. What's the first healed. domino? Ian? Is 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 it, is it is the housing market? Yeah, it's the housing market because they're going through. What we really went to, through in 2007 and 2008, like two things. I told you guys last year. Now, if y'all don't listen, that don't have nothing to do with me, baby. <laughs> Evergrande, number one. Now, if the following four, two through five fall apart, and now if you saw a couple of weeks ago, they had military trucks in front of the banks saying, you can't take your money out of our bank because that is considered an investment of ours. What is that call for those of you who work in the financial industry? So now if you can't withdraw money 
and the real estate market is soft, to say the least. And then you got SoftBank, who was throwing money around, like uh, they were spending money in Magic City into all these startups. And most of them didn't do well. What does that tell you? They are just, they went through a cycle of growth, of uh, grandeur, how we went through in 2007 and 2008, and now they're going to pay the price. And now, because they own a lot of our debt and intellectual property, we are going to feel it as well. So I know people are not going to agree. My job is to not tell you what you want to hear. My job is to tell you the truth. And let's be very honest. Put yes in chat. If you've heard me say crazy stuff like this before, before every hedge fund, before Buffett, and then three months later, it's like, yeah, this is why the market is falling. You'll make a lot more. Just listen. I'm going to be real. Just listen to what I tell you. If not, if not, the people who say that I'm wrong, tell them to put some money in your pocket. If I made you money, let me get yes in chat. <laughs> We're going to end all debating. I know everybody wanted a debate show and y'all want to do million dollars worth of game stock edition. No. It's a big show here. <laughs> the big show. The big show. The biggest. The biggest. I clipped this up. The big show. Oh, uh, okay. Hot take. Ian. It's database. Evergrande is bigger. But when you when you say collapse, yeah, I mean, what do you actually mean by collapse? Because that's a very Ian. This is something Ian. This is this is China, bro. This is the this is the world's strongest economy in the next ten years. This is gonna be. This isn't this isn't just a regular country. This is China. Mathematically, if a country or any entity, like at what point, how much risk and how much leverage can you use before it has negative ramifications on? your GDP or on your business. There's no business that is too big to fail. No country. We That's see true. it with our country right now. That's true. America is a, America's Hulk Hogan right now. Last night, Ric Flair. It's your boy. Was that in the 80s? Not right now. Hanging on by a thread. If we took Apple away, Microsoft, Google, man, we'd be third world country. It's scary, but third, when you miss, third world country, third world country, take Apple and Microsoft <laughs> and Google out of our economy. That's top, like that's top four in the world, though. I mean, what, what what is the GDP? Someone put it in chat. What's the market cap of Apple, Microsoft, and Google? Subtract that from the GDP. What percentage of GDP do those three companies add to our economy? Uh, is America better now than it was even twenty years ago? Those are all billion dollar companies. Well, that's like saying that's companies. like saying if, if you take LeBron James and and Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry away from the NBA. I mean, if you take the best, yeah, of course. Like that's yeah, yeah, but but, but look at it like this: the rest of the S and P is Eric Snow's. <laughs> I, shout out to Eric Snow. Eric Snow cousins. I don't want no issue. I'm just Eric, saying. Shout out, to, shout out to Eric Snow. Shout out to Eric Snow. But like there, okay, even. When we get to talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Algorand, XRP, these are coins. Like these are, there's been more innovation in the coin market in the last five years than there's been innovation in corporate America in the last 50. Even Tesla, without Elon, Tesla's a, a cute Ford. He's the driving force behind it. If, if Vitalik ran Tesla, nobody would want a Tesla. 
Yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> I know everybody thinks these are hot takes. <laughs> Listen, go and Josh will say the same shit, and people will be like, oh my God, it was Jesus. Oh my God. That, that, that's no, um, just take this shit as law. Fifty first law, right here. <laughs> nah, so I mean the the, the ramifications, right? I mean, obviously, too big to fail. So I'm thinking, like, obviously, we saw what happened when when you had economic downturn. The government does whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm assuming, I mean, from China, they would probably do the same. But I want, I know most people are wondering, like, obviously, their uh, housing market. How's it going to affect ours directly? Their banking system, how's that going to affect us here directly? Obviously, yeah. we don't bank with China. It's not even something that that's, that we do. So how will it affect, I guess, the average American uh, if that does happen? If um, they have a pullback. And when I say crash, I mean, I don't mean collapse and then they're going to go like, they're going to fall apart. Like they'll, the economy will be down for two or three years and then they'll initiate like a, a bailout package as well. And then things will be fine. So I don't mean like they're going to collapse and then fucking fall into the ocean. Excuse my language. He can't um, he, hold on. They, they say you, he can't be birdie. He's wearing the Georgetown jersey. He's obviously Dwayne Martin in the movie. He's not birdie. He's not. Pull his razor out though, y'all. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> they listen. Oh, the Shep. Oh, Shep. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying. You're on the roof with it. Hey, that's all. Okay. Even with that, how I hit the backboard so hard he fell off the building. Like, yeah, how did that happen? Yo, he jumped through the bit like legendary. You hear that nutso? Boy, they took <laughs> two basketball clips and just put reverse on it. Y'all watched Butter Rim the other day. I'm like, it was three scenes. <laughs> anyway, jumped off the roof. That was legendary. Shout out to Liam. Um, but it, it will have an impact on us. I mean, the truth is, if you read Ray Dalio's book. The economy overall, like, okay, we put all this venture capital money into social media that has not positively impacted the world. And we're wondering why we don't have more GDP. Like, we are actively watching people re-record audio to go viral on IG and TikTok instead of learn how to build a business. Done by China. So you don't think, that if they're implanting certain things on these apps, because the influence just is not on TikTok. You don't think that some of this is done to help hurt our economy. And even if they go down, that will allow them to buy more in DR, allow them to buy more in Africa, which they're dominant in. For those of you who don't travel and don't see, sorry. Going to buy more in Puerto Rico. They're getting closer to us every year and they're quietly building and quietly acquiring a lot to them when this game of chess that they've been playing. We need better leadership from top. We need better um, capital plans. We need better capital deployment. We need better companies. So when I'm telling you guys, you have to build the companies of the future, they're needed. We don't need another social media app. We need some actually real companies that makes real change in the world. But I mean, people can say that I'm wrong and that's fine too. Give it four or five months. Nikki, clip this up, please. Please. Thank you. Please clip it up. Appreciate you. Um, okay. Shout out to YouTube. Seventy two hundred people want to check in, hit the like button, and share, please. Um, Mouse Jones. He said, he said, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but he said he likes Ian. He said, that's my dog. He said he he likes Ian because he talks crazy to people. Paraphrasing. 
He said he, he, that's what that's the his favorite part about the whole situation. Yeah, loves it. He said he can relate to that. That's my guy. Don't let me. Don't, if me, Mouse, and Dame have thirty minutes on air, boy, FCC won't let me be. <laughs> but I mean, okay. Now, even from a business standpoint, I know some of this sounds controversial, but there's artistry. Like, learn to have artistry in telling the truth. You, like, if people don't think that I don't know that this gets people riled up, but it hits better when I rile you up and say it like that. There's a lot more value in predicting the truth and telling the truth. And that's why even at Invest Fest, the reaction was that because they like, yo, Ian is real. No matter what, I'm not going to sell the people out. So I get it. But is it that I sound crazy or I'm talking crazy or people are just lied to so much that what I say sounds foreign? When you get finessed and manipulated all the time, the truth sounds really weird. Really weird. Very weird. What do I know? Um, let's let's talk about this. Warren Buffett triples his stake in Ally. Shout out to Ally <laughs> and sells Verizon. Should we follow the same strategy? All right. Yes. It, you say yes. I'm gonna get, let me let me give him some background as to why. And shout out to Ally. Shout out to Ally. I, I, I'm you know give him some information about Ally. All right, so Ally Financial, the largest direct-to-consumer digital bank in the United States. No branches, right? Digital bank. Uh, it's mainly an auto lending business, but also has big, more, a big mortgage portfolio, originates personal credit cards, uh, and point-of-sale loans. Also, all right, it has an insurance business and online brokerage and wealth, man wealth management division with close to $17 billion in client assets. And so why is the big, the, the big auto piece important? Well, we saw during the pandemic, what shoot up auto sales mm -hmm. right the new cars and used cars and so obviously that helps the business in addition to that they also have you know rewards for shareholders they have a great dividend and so these are some of the things i'm not saying this is why warren buffett did it and i know it's not a huge part of his portfolio for berkshire hathaway but it is a it is a piece um and so those are some of the key factors if people weren't familiar like with ally and what they do go ahead ian and the risk is relatively low and to think that like the, the high earlier this year was 52. It only came down that to 32, very low risk. And I'm not saying this because they're a sponsor. Like I was using Ally before in 2008, but they are one of the few companies that take care of their customer base. And it may be a slower build, but over time you're gonna see more companies, especially during a recession, the customer care part and what you deliver is gonna matter a hell of a lot more. Um, I think it's Ally is an amazing company, and especially if interest rates remain high, banking is a place where you can park money and get an easy gain. So I'm sure he's looking at that. If he, if he piled in at 33 bucks, I mean, I have Ally going to 47 by January of next year. That's a pretty solid return. You need safe returns. Safe, yeah. Yeah, because the, the safe returns would then allow you to get the monster gains that you want. What hurts most of us? as we try and go for a 500% gain and then lose 200% and then we quit investing. Like get a base hit first, then begin to go for home runs so you guys would be okay. Yeah, I, and analysts, all the analysts have pretty much said the same thing that you just said, that the risk for reward is so low. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a safe investment, which is yeah. obviously, you know, Berkshire makes sure <laughs> that they're gonna have great returns on anything that they invest in. So probably, probably reasons why. Do I sound crazy or just most people who talk about investing in trade don't know what they're talking about? Well, I think he said um, 
I think what he was referring to was when you actually respond to people in the comments. Oh, you gotta do a little straightening once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Diplomatically. But you gotta do it like, you can't let people say whatever they want to. Like the customer is not always right and neither is the audience. Once again, social media is a digital orphanage for lost souls. People are arguing with you for all my business owners because at some point something in their life is not going well. But that's why Red Panda is trying to make sure and especially when we're out, my friends always like, yo, man, we, we can't stop. But I'm like, I've learned big lesson from Tupac going back to Above the Rim. He was always like, I can't tell a fan no if they want to say hi. It may be their first and last time seeing me. These are the people that help prop me up. Who am I to not stop and say hi to them? Team got to pull me away. Um, but if people are talking negatively about you, you got to address it. But I feel like, I feel like, Instagram is so crazy, like especially a lot of the uh, men on Instagram. It's like even like us, like people, they'll make up stories. Um, People will be like, you could pay to get on Earn Your Leisure. And then it comes out that nobody has ever paid to come on Earn Your Leisure. They're not going to correct it. They're not going to say, oh, my bad. Yeah, that's not true. So it's like they're saying it's like you could just say anything. Like people say stuff about Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. It never came out that it was true. But the fact, wild, the fact bro. that you even said it, the fact that you even said it, yeah. somebody's gonna believe that it is true. You're not yeah. gonna come back and say that, oh, I lied about this. Oh, it's not. That when there's no proof, there's no yeah. proof that, that it'll ever happen. Nobody will ever come forward to collaborate, to corroborate the story. Yeah. You could just say anything, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, unfortunately, <clears throat> it says a lot about the times that we're in, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> what can you do? So it's like, you know, the internet is a place where you can say anything because there's no repercussions. There's no repercussions for what you say. And um, it gives you freedom to just, you know, vent. It's like therapy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could just say the most craziest things in the world. You could say like, oh, your grandmother stole $5 from me. It's not true, but you can say it. There's, there's no police that's going to stop you from doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody's ever going to see you in real yeah. life. Nobody even knows who you are. So <coughs> especially on YouTube, YouTube has become very toxic in a variety of different ways. Yeah. But yeah. once again, it says a lot about the times that we're in. Two big lessons that I want business owners to take away from this. At some point, you do have to get big enough to not reply. Because the thing I didn't know, people was using this as like campaigns to roll their stuff out. So when I was like, oh, I'm the only idiot that's replying that's helping to roll out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Corey, like, what are you doing? They're setting you up every time. I'm like, I didn't know. I, I thought they really didn't like me. Okay, cool. Um, but also, too, like, a coward can get courage if you don't reply. And people will believe a lie much quicker than they will the truth. So you have to learn how to address it without giving someone else traction on top of it. So it, it's layers, it's nuance. Like, I'm not perfect at it. My thing is, like, Charlamagne had a, a good quote that I think he said he learned from Wendy. Like you can either be of the people or be of the industry. I'm always pick to be of the people. So whether people may not like, you know, some of the stuff that I say and how I reply, I'm like, when it comes to these prices, nobody fucking with me on that. Period. Pick your core thing. Focus yeah. on the light, gentlemen. Focus Period. on the light. Period. Focus on the light. Um. All right. Let's talk and about one this. city at a time. <laughs> can we do three cities at once? <laughs> I'm not. Oh man. Um, picture me. Give up, what 
gotta say apple plans to expand its advertising business including placing ads inside of friday night baseball on apple tv mm -hmm. how will this affect other tech companies snapchat's in trouble meta I was we waiting for you to make some adjustments. I was yeah. waiting for you to say Shout it. out to the Meta family. Love you. I quit. <laughs> I, quit. I was waiting for you to say it. Yep. Um, and, and this is why I say, like, you cannot be, every business owner, please write this down. You cannot be dependent on one source of anything because if it goes away, you're in trouble. So now they've watched the ecosystem for the app store grow. And I'm sure they're saying, okay, great. Now we have um, baseball on Friday nights. We have a lot of shows coming out. Why don't we just put our own advertising on top of it? And now, since we're going through a recession, we've seen Netflix adjust, Hulu's adjusting with, with the ad model, so is Disney. Now it's Apple's time to squeeze in a little bit more profit by having ads on their platform. Um, and then if they can lower the price for the consumer, the consumer won't mind because now you get more of a deal on the, the, the shows that you're watching. So, um, but snap in trouble twitter definitely in trouble yeah uh and i hate to say it, twitter in or 2020 maybe by 2028 twitter would be dead twitter would be dead. Hot yeah i'm so for those not in the know the advertising business for apple generates four billion annually four billion it's like one of those things that nobody even thinks of four billion annually annually mm -hmm in ad space, but this is something that was pretty unique. And they did this, and if you have an iPhone, you know, they had the, the privacy feature, that app mm -hmm. tracking transparency, which like when they ask you, uh, do you want the app to follow you? And you could allow, allow one to allow only in this app. Mm -hmm. So a lot of companies made money off of that because before they had the transparency, they could advertise to you in any way they want. But now Apple's yeah. saying like, look, we're gonna, obviously when people have to choose, most people, and they've taken the, the data to show, most people say, no, I don't want this. I don't want them to follow me, but what they, they're not telling you is that Apple has the data, right? They're not letting other people get the data, but Apple has the data. And so now- they, they shouldn't. Right? They have it. So now they have the, the opportunity to directly put ads as well in their space. And so one of the things they're looking at is like, where's the next growth from Apple? Where can they go? What part of the business can grow? And so nobody's looking at it, but like 4 yeah. billion can turn into eight, right? So they're saying over the next, the next 12 months, they see a 20% growth in the in the ad business, which is incredible. Like most people are not even thinking about Amazon when, it, I mean, not Amazon, Apple, when it comes to ads, we're thinking about mm -hmm. the products and services, but like, yo, this is a billion dollar business in itself, so. And with, and with having all that data over the years from other people advertising on the platform, seeing what call to actions work, seeing what branding campaigns work, they can make it seamless where it does not, I mean, they haven't even done a bunch of product placement on their shows yet and, and integrated them in the right way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money there. And if they're the biggest player, biggest ecosystem, um, that, that ad business in maybe 10 years should be 20, $30 billion a year alone if they have a premium product. Yeah, and, and add that to the 92 billion in the war chest. I mean, so I keep what, saying, yeah. what can they not do? <laughs> Plus, they're still partners with Google. Yep. So they, they have friendly cooperation there. So if they team up and get upset enough and just say, let's just put Twitter and Snap out of business and they work closely together for the next year, they can wrap the entire ecosystem up and say, now you just advertise on these two platforms. It's going to be interesting because now in a recession and business owners, and entrepreneurs write this down, in a recession, 
it is a time for you to put your competition out of business. You have to outspend, outmarket, outgive, outstrategize. Because now when spending is being crunched down and there's limited attention, now that's when you're going for a kill shot. You don't expend all your energy when everyone has capital flowing. That's why you see, like, if you look in every recession, there's usually a bunch of acquisitions or company goes out of business. Like, if you think that Washington Mutual went under in 2008 just because, it could have been acquired, but the powers that be didn't want to save Bear Stearns in them. Bank of America played ball with Warren. He got preferred shares. That's why Warren Buffett did a JP Morgan-like move and was able to get shares in that and to be able to save it. But like during a recession, it is your time to attack incredibly aggressive um, to, to solidify yourself for the next 10 or 15 years. Very true. Um, okay, Elon Musk sells $6 billion worth of Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Um, just in case if, I don't see how it would happen, but if they force him to buy Twitter, which would be like a travesty, mm. honestly. Um, but as a result, Tesla went up. Like same thing when um, they kicked Vince McMahon out of WWE, shares popped up. So it was interesting to see him selling off those shares and then Twitter rising, uh, excuse me, uh, Tesla rising as a result. I don't think they will make him buy it, but uh, he has to get prepared just in case. It is a good lesson however and whatever promises that you make contractually you have to be prepared to pay them yeah. so at first it was a joke and well played for some of the trolling and marketing factors but legally that has to suck to, to liquidate that much but um tesla's doing doing pretty good it's at 92796 yeah close over 900 yeah it should be at 1041 in a couple weeks by end of the year, it could be back at twelve oh three. They're good. Yeah, They're good. I think it's just cautionary. I think he's preparing any event that, you know, I think the litigation starts. It's starting pretty soon, right? October or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, I mean, if the ruling doesn't go in his favor, you know, you got to be prepared to now purchase a company that you originally didn't want and then wanted. And so, I, I just precautionary. Yeah, it's one thing. Put seven billion on the side. One thing I can say for sure, if he if he worked out an arrangement with all them baby mamas, I'm sure he's gonna find a way to work his way to not have to pay up <laughs> seven billion for Twitter. Boy, <laughs> finesse God. Ooh. Kudos to Elon. Finesse. These yeah. were hot takes by Ian Dunlap. Ian, Elon, he's uh working on population control. That's what he said. That was that was his tweet. Yeah, he's yeah. funny enough. Trying to populate the world. Him and yeah. Nick Cannon. Shout out to Nick Amazing. Cannon. Amazing. He, he looked us in the face and said he was done. <laughs> we got a couple bombs we can drop. I nah, nah, bro. Up. We looked us in the face and said, I'm done. Having kids? Yeah. Remember, he was like, no, nah, I'm done. That's it, bro. Changed his mind. Well, yeah. I think they, they were probably already pregnant at that time. They, yeah, perhaps, it had to be, right? Yeah. So he, maybe he wasn't telling He was telling you. He, he's done after that. Shout out to Nick Cannon. Great guy. Yeah, Can't stop, yeah. won't stop. Bad boy. Great guy. I mean, if you t- if you could take care of the kids and you could take care of the mothers, why not? Yeah. What's that nine? You got nine now? Uh, yeah. I think so. Kyle Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos <Thank> to him. <laughs> I deserve a holiday. 
I need a staff at 80 to take care of nine kids, boy. Yeah, that's different. When you sleep. Nine kids is a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of lodging. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about this situation. Uh, The FBI ran up in Donald Trump's house, I believe, Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Ran his crib, uh, took the took the computers, took the files, real like drug dealer type raid, uh, middle of the night. That if, if you don't know, the feds come, they all come in off peak hours, early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, like two o'clock in in, in the morning, things of that nature. Um, so they they treated him with all disrespect. Ran in his house, took his. He wasn't happy about it. So what's going on with this this Trump situation? It's a new story every single week. Um, from what I Trey, you want to take it? I mean, I, I've been forced to watch it. It's the only thing my parents watch. Um, I mean, <laughs> there, there, there are files um, that they say that that you know he was in possession of that uh, that could be potentially dangerous. There's a a threat on national security um, that he has. Obviously, he's not the president anymore, so he should. I mean, I don't think he's supposed to have access to it. And uh, there's been some lies that have been told allegedly, and um, they're trying to cover him. I know, you know, he's facing uh, tax evasion in New York State, and so the tax files haven't been turned over. And so they're looking at, to see if if some of those papers are in Mar-a-Lago. I mean, when when the, the, the alphabet boys come, this this is no longer, this is like a serious situation. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what, what are you gonna do? I mean, interestingly enough though, it, it became for the Republican party, like a rallying cry to support him. They don't That's have the- a candidate. So this may prop him up to, have a chance to be victorious and it sucks but during a recession fellas always remember this like if the money not flowing right things can always change in the household like if the president is dropping a ball and not performing well we biden probably is going to lose yeah and there's a large part of the population that are very upset about this raid and so um i just saw on uh, on the news they were saying that the the amount of threats on uh, federal agents has increased over the past two weeks or the past week or so um, because they're not happy about this. So, I mean, it's that's stupid. The United States is one, a, one thing. You, place, one man. thing you learn about history. And I always study history is that um, this is goes back from the beginning of time. Nobody's bigger than the government and not even the government, not even the government is bigger than the government. And they remind you of that. Um, you can have billions of dollars. You can be the richest person in the world. Nobody's bigger than the government. That's why people were so interested in politics because ultimately politics runs everything. And um, we've seen this happen in China. With, yep. Jack, Ma. Uh, Jack Ma. Jack Ma, yeah. Went missing for a few- Two, two months. A few months. Uh, Russia. Um, so it's like, you know, you can only push somebody so long. And uh, Trump, he, he's pushed it pushed the envelope for a long time mm-hmm. he's disrespected a lot of people and yeah <laughs> it's only so long that you can do that there's gonna be there's always repercussions for your actions yeah they're gonna make an example out of them for sure definitely it's leading up to it you can see it the tax situation in new york the hearings about what happened at capitol hill this situation they they they're building up a whole a whole campaign against the situation. And they're definitely, they're gonna make an example of him because I think that the, the problem was that he felt that he was bigger than, than the government, even though he is the government, but he's not bigger than the government because nobody's bigger than the government. You think imprisonment? 
possibly. I don't know. That'll be that'll be that'll be extreme, but they'll 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 humiliate them. It's about humiliating people at a certain mm, level. Yeah, like, point, yeah. Sometimes it's not even about putting somebody in jail. It's about public yeah, humiliation. So he's going to get humiliated for sure. Shame. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Yep. Basically. I mean, especially with having the ego and the, we all know that would hurt a lot more. <clears throat> and um, I, I know people are going to kind of compare it to Bush, but like Bush kept his counsel around him, even though they were using him a lot longer. And they kind of did things in a certain way where there was like a layer of protection around Bush and Rumsfeld did certain things. Um, but Trump's counsel got in trouble too fast. Like there's just certain things. I mean, like you said with Jack Ma, there's other entrepreneurs in China that I won't mention that have faced some punishment as a result. And you gotta be very, very careful. That's a dangerous game that he is playing. It's a dangerous game he's playing. Yeah. Thank so. you. But also, Ray Dalio's book, Signs of Civil Unrest, is a sign of a country that is starting to collapse. So the, the final nail in the coffin will be is if we have some kind of civil war, which they've been trying to prop up and make happen for like the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Pay your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> live a clean and life then I, I know it's gonna people like no oh, we're sovereign citizens we don't have to pay taxes all right don't pay your taxes see what happens <laughs> try that one try to see how that works out for you good luck the good thing is that we live in a world where you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want that's true yeah you're not gonna beat the government i tell you that much that's gonna be tough that's almost impossible only world people world. that beat the feds was murder inc shout out to chris Gotti. they did they definitely 98% conviction rate, 98%. But what do I know? Uh, all right. Next yeah. subject. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real quick. I haven't done it in a while, but it's a big uh, week for retail. I know people, a lot of people, and I spoke to some gentlemen yesterday that, you know, they based their investments around the earnings. Uh, so really quickly, uh, big week for retail. Tomorrow, Walmart will be uh, reporting. Home Depot will be reporting. Wednesday, we got Target and TJX, uh, you know, that has TJ Maxx under it. Kohl's on Thursday and uh, Ross on Thursday as well. So big week for retail. Big week, big week, big week. Yes. Yeah. And shout out to all my people. I got a bunch of messages, um, obviously, when when Disney reported last week. And they were like, Troy, yeah, Disney, man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, patience. Um, so shout out to all the people that, uh, you know, took the information, executed on the information. As far as when it came to uh, to Disney, uh, I told you there was a stock that I believed in, a company I believed in. Obviously, they passed Netflix last week for a number of subscribers and yeah. they're building out uh, new models to have revenue. Uh, and so we, they talked about how Disney Plus uh, has, has done extremely well, but making rated our content to now bring in more audience. We also talked about putting ad services in it as well um, and paying a higher price uh, for, the, for, for Disney Plus. But, and I'm thinking about, six to eight months they have a, a big decision to make on what they're going to do is when it comes to hulu i know they own 60 percent of it but comcast does own a percentage of it and so uh if they could figure out how they're going to structure that deal with comcast now that if they own 100 percent of hulu that can also 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 be integrated inside of disney plus and when we talk about one of the things that these streaming services fight for is live sports and we know hulu has live sports yeah. and so now disney plus now will have live sports i know they already have espn um, and so they're, they're working on that uh, as well as another source of revenue. And if you've been watching ESPN and all the subsidiary channels, ESPN Plus and all these, you're, you're starting to notice that they have sports betting on TV, sports betting on TV. 
And so the next move in my eyes, I was like, all right, they're going to figure out a way how to monetize off people, sports betting right from their home, right from the yep. channel. Um, so that'll definitely be another another way to generate revenue. Um, and it could hurt businesses like DraftKings and and um, Flutter, who has uh, FanDuel under, under its umbrella. So that's an interesting thing to watch. But these things can happen, especially if you're streaming, right? Like they can control that. They have ESPN. You can just do it from your hand while watching the game. So shout out to everybody that was invested in Disney. Uh, and thank you. I got a bunch of messages. Uh, appreciate y'all. So Disney Netflix is in trouble. Disney, before we go to questions, yeah. Disney uh, has become the number one paid streaming service. Mm -hmm. we, I put a post up about that last week. They own Hulu. 60%, yeah. They own ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. um, and then Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've, they've surpassed Netflix and they're raising the prices of the subscription of all of them. Hulu's mm -hmm. price is raised, is raising, Disney Plus price is raising, and I think ESPN Plus has already raised its price. I think it's going, yeah. Um, yep. They're raising their monthly prices on all of them across the board. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what does this say about the streaming, uh, space is... There's only going to be a few that survive. Well, who's going to survive? Who's not going to survive? Uh, is Netflix, Netflix gonna die or not? Netflix will be the first one to die. Next one, Netflix will be the first one to die. First to die. The first one. First one off the plane. <laughs> Netflix will be the first one to die. The first, like, out of everybody. So when you, everyone talks about having a moat or protects you, right? Which is great. But what happens when you have competitors that are circling your castle, and now? They're attacking you from above, below, and in the middle. So now you have Disney and all their infrastructure. You have Hulu. Not a big player, but makes a significant enough impact. You have Amazon, Amazon mm -hmm. Fire Stick, HBO Plus, Paramount Plus. Netflix is had, does not have enough content. And going back to the SoftBank, over-leveraging China conversation, if you spend too much capital, and don't have a clear risk to return, you're in danger. So they were the leader for a long period of time, stock went up, and when you drop as much as they have and went from 700 and now they're at 249. Now what happens if a few of these wanna bundle up under one? And let's say Disney, it won't happen, but if Disney buys Paramount Plus and now you have everything under one app that you wanna access, there's no reason to have Netflix. And then outside of a few shows, there's nothing really on Netflix to entice you to really stay. Yeah, and they, they have, so like most people have an average of four of these streaming services. And so what you're saying is absolutely true because HBO and Discovery uh, just announced that they're going to combine uh, mm -hmm. very shortly. And so that, that you, you're starting to see that. You didn't even mention Apple Plus, right? So Apple Plus is a streaming service. And we talked about what the revenue that they have, right? And having 92 billion in the war chest means that, we could disperse some capital really to just put out the competition if they wanted to, if they wanted and, to. And we're, and, and we're leaving out the big one of yeah. YouTube. And then YouTube. And we all, I mean, we, we can't say it enough. The thing that YouTube and Google, right. And Disney haven't, it's built in. The win is already built in. Their audience continues to get younger. Yep. It's just going to continue. Like as more, more people have kids, more people be introduced to Disney characters. They're even now producing, like when we talk about original content, like, that Marvel studio, mm -hmm. like I just saw a commercial for She-Hulk 
I was like, damn, she got her own show. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I don't even. One. I didn't even have a comic book, but like, yep. they just have so many different characters that they can build. How many Star Wars shows have we seen already? Like, it's like, it's it's endless. It really I mean, is endless. Look at it like this: If I said, "Hey, I'm launching a company, and my main competitors are Disney, Apple, Google, Paramount, CBS, NBC, ABC," you'll be like, "Ian, I love you, but you better pick something else." That's Netflix. And what's the thing that killed Blockbuster? It was not innovation. People were still buying those $19 DVDs and popcorn for six bucks. It was the, the amount of debt that they have. How much debt does Netflix have? And when the stock falls that much and people then are... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I always tell you guys, basing your products on price is a mistake because now people are complaining about getting a $100 million show and the $2 increase is making people leave. What? Yeah. They're in the water. Yeah. It'll be a few years. Somebody just said uh, Stranger Things. I'm like, yeah, Stranger Things is a great show, but the season's over now and now you got to wait two and a half years for the next one. Guess what's going to happen in the next two and a half years? And them kids like 22 now. <laughs> They gotta wait. I think that's you gotta what do a saying. reboot. Like uh, 11, 14, 15. Like them years went by quick. Little black kid, he's 6'3. He looked like he's LeBron James kid. Bro, y'all gotta get another reboot. It takes too long. Two and a half years. I think the next season they have to mature. So they gotta wait two and a half years for them to grow. And so it's like, all right, that's cool. But yeah. two and a half years is a long time. There's gonna be a lot of content coming from all these other streaming services that's gonna occupy the time of the users. And so they gotta, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. But then, you know, Netflix, it, it, they still have room for expansion, right? So, like, I know you put the coffin uh, clause on them, but they still have room for expansion from an international standpoint. They're not They're not in all countries throughout the world. So that could happen. And they're not going to be in China. What work could they expand to? Africa. Right? So you got to think about original content in that sense. So now people from those countries put their original content. Where are they housing it? That could be a play. So there's room for expansion for them. But it's got to be and clean up that debt, though. Yeah, we yeah. we we um yeah we were just talking about Africa at the TIA. Oh, shout out to TIA Craft. Yep, shout out to, that's what I forgot to mention. Shout out to TIA Craft. We was in Martha's Vineyard with them. Um, to Shonda, 
uh, she is the Duckett Brown. Duckett Brown. She is the CEO of TIA Cref. If you don't know what TIA Cref is, um, I think they have one point three trillion dollars mm-hmm. of assets under management. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, she had, they have a black woman as a CEO. So we spent a couple of days with them and uh, shout out to Derek. And uh, he was saying that, um, and we already knew, but, you know, just kind of talking more in the corporate setting about Africa and why it's so important. Um, I believe it's going to have like 30% of the world's population in the next 50 years. It has 80- under 20, under 28, 30% of the population under 28. Uh, Nigeria is on pace to surpass America for uh, population. That's incredible. 80 something percent of Nigeria's population is under 21. And then like 90% of that is like under 18. Um, So the youth population in Africa is never seen anything like it in the history of the world. Um, This is TIA crap, obviously, like I said, they're they're already going through the numbers. They're Mm -hmm. They're explaining the numbers to us. So I said that to say, there's going to be a lot of opportunity in Africa, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Hence from a co- why China's investing so much there, too. You got to be careful. Oh, yeah, that's, why every, that's why everybody's investing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a content standpoint, from a media standpoint, there's a lot of opportunity. Because even when we went out there and uh, we went to Nigeria and, uh, you know, we was just checking out the landscape of like podcasting and different things of that nature. And it's still, it's still in its uh, infancy stages of podcasting and like streaming and different things of that nature. So the, the opportunity- Don't say too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be learn your leisure Africa. Why in one hour, why are they going to tag you? Watch. Oh man. The remix come out quick, boy. <laughs> So, some of Key's fake pages, I, I be thinking it's him. I'm like, dang, nah, he, he has this, this roots. Nah, he's number one. It's legendary. Keys, Jessica, him and Jess. I was gonna say him, oh, Jessica. him and Jess. Wild, yo, yo it's crazy. Keys every single day. Aristotle's getting up there too. Yeah. Aristotle's getting yeah. up there too. Him five hundred. He had like three thousand fake pages. But Keys, I've never seen anything like wild. that. Wild every day. Yeah, legendary. <laughs> legendary. Very legendary. Um, all right, let's let's get to oh one last thing before before we get to questions. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk about this rent situation. Rent too damn high. Rent. So we're in a recession, technically, but rent has hit, hit all time high throughout America. New York City is the worst with New York City rent hit all time highs. Currently, the average apartment in New York is thirty five hundred average across all boroughs. Manhattan's medium rent is forty one hundred. That's a thirty nine percent jump from last year. Brooklyn's rent has increased by 28% since last year. So the rent, and that's just New York City, like I said, rent all across America is extremely high. Um, so the housing market is still going up. Rent is is going crazy. Like 38% in one year. Think about it. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. 38% in one year. That's astronomical. So um what what <laughs> move? Is this, I see why that's the easiest answer. (laughs) But but even if you move, I mean, it's a certain thing where it rents up across the board. Yeah, but thirty eight percent on a thousand dollars is a lot different than thirty eight percent on something that's already thirty five hundred. Yeah, it's arbitrage play. Yeah, well, New York is always gonna. The thing, New York is always gonna. New York and L A. is always gonna go up. It's always gonna go up. It's never gonna go down. Great for landlords, 
that's that's Absolutely. a rough proposition for tenants, man. Yeah, it is. Listen, when 50 moved to Houston, I kept telling everybody. Diddy went to Miami. <laughs> 50 came to Houston. No state tax, no state tax. It adds up. You have to go where you can get the most bang for your buck. Like when I got the, the early copy of Money Master the Game before it came out and it was breaking down no state income tax, I was like, Texas, Florida, let me go to H-Town. So solely off that, because I'm projecting 10, 15 years um, what I can bring in. I'm like, mm, so that's a lot to be given up. So, and then if you guys are coming from New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, you'll get a lot more bang for your buck. Even Atlanta is getting a lot more expensive. And then to pay, you know, if you're making millions to pay 58% in taxes, 60%, it's too much, man. <laughs> New York, I love y'all. Chicago pizza better. I love y'all vibe. Whoa, I love y'all energy. Whoa, 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 Stop. whoa. We're not going to do this. That's, oh, that's, no, don't do that. That's, 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 now, that. Now it turns into a debate that's show. That's caperoni. <laughs> Boy. That's big cap. That's caperoni. Boy, I, I done cap. been to $62 slice places. No, no, nah, nah, some things huh? we will not stand for. Chicago, shout out to Chicago. One, Chicago. Chicago has probably the most beautiful <laughs> downtown infrastructure. It's a beautiful city, and it's beautiful people, and it's a lot of love. Now, but these are hot takes. It's the, the hot pizza, takes. Right? The pizza is... Disgusting. No, that one, that's too far. It's not tripping. It's tough to eat though. They took us to this place that what was we, the place that we, that we went to? All I went to Grimaldi's. No, it was like it was this deep dish. It's like yeah. Giordano's. Giordano's. Like yeah. It's like Giordano's soup. fire. It's not disgusting though. It's, it's tough to dis, eat though, bro. Disappointing. You gotta eat it with a fork and a knife. It, that that cheese is thick, bro. It's New York pizza different, bro. Disgusting. Don't, yeah, don't do that. Very disgusting. No disrespect to Chicago. Shout out to love Chicago. No disrespect to all the rats out of New York. I need yo, 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 Jersey. Yo, going in. We at the ba Baccarat. Like, yo, Master Splinter right outside. What, what are we doing? That we cannot defend. That is the that's a, that's a, we do population control. We're working on it. Oh, Shout out man. to the mayor. New York summer's dope, though. I will say that though. There we go. Appreciate that. Go. The energy and there. the come on, the pizza A1. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, when I come to Irvington, don't y'all be tripping. Tell us how my jersey be. <laughs> What's that shit you said, yo? <laughs> yeah, hold up. Love uh, you. I made you money. Please put yes in the chat. Put that away. So, yeah. We, we need to have a Chicago pizza versus New York battle. <clears throat> One city at a time. <laughs> that's a fact man once again we, we, we could, perhaps we can arrange that shout out to chicago though love 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 the shop but i was highly disappointed with the pizza it's too much cheese for you right it was just too much period it's like yeah it's too it's it's too much y'all dollar slice is 14 dollars. well the price is the two different that's different that's, that's different. different yeah that's different, that's different. <laughs> you gotta pay for quality Y'all yes. tell me what's a good pizza spot in New York. Corey, all y'all, like, please let me know. You got to go to Buffalo and all that. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Been all through the Bronx. Like, <laughs> what a good pizza at, bro. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. You can really get good pizza anywhere. Anywhere, that's You can fact. get pizza anywhere. New York is known. If Everybody York... say I'm bugging. Y'all ain't named three places yet. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to Parsippany to get fire pizza. Where I got to go? <laughs> They put it in the chat. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Pizza okay. Wars. Now, now I know where you stand. Pizza Wars. Funny. Uh, chill, chill. Somebody said Gun Hill Road. That, next, Gun Hill, oh, yeah. They got some good pizza up in the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. Shout yeah. out to the Bronx, man. Not, not the safest place to get the <laughs> No, I ain't going to Gun Hill Road. I'm good. Uh -uh. Shout out to 219. Shout out to... Uh, 
my, my what's that spot called? Uh, the Jamaican spot? Golden, not Golden. It's not Golden Crest. What is it? I don't know. That's just two nineteen and White Plains. I forgot the name. You, you put me Rashad, on. what's your favorite pizza place in New York? My favorite pizza place in New York. Well, you know, I'm I'm vegan right now, so I don't eat pizza. Um, FCK Pizza free Franchise coming soon. Once once I got educated on on uh, dairy, I got educated on dairy, and uh, that's a whole different conversation. But you feel like a warrior too, ain't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you've been posting only, like crazy last five days. We're the only animals that uh, drink other. Our uh, other animals' milk. It's it's not healthy. Who's <laughs> gonna say this? Gold Star. That's the name of the Gold Star. Yeah, two nineteen. Right well, we can have this whole. We can have a whole vegan conversation. Yeah, that's a high level conversation. Very high yeah. level conversation. Let's get Janet. <laughs> let's get Janet on. On Janet, how are you? Yeah, I, of course I know that. Shout out to Kingston Bakery on two twenty fifth, best patties in the country. That's not even a. They actually have an award for that. Best patties in, in the country. How, how how are you, Janet? Hey, Janet. Hi, guys. Hey, I'm Janet. good. How are you? Good. good. How are you? Great. We great. Just talking food. Yeah, I know. You guys food are not going to be able to go to Chicago. No, no, no. no. <laughs> scary. Chicago's all love, man. Chicago we, uh, amazing. We, might, we might have something big planned for Chicago. You never Perhaps. Know. But uh, every time that we've been to Chicago, it's always been love. We got a lot of friends out there. So, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ski. Um, but how are you? I'm good. I have a lot going on. I looked at a house today, put an offer in a house last week. Um, just got a lot going on, but I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't want to jinx anything till things okay. are clear. closed. So, but yeah, I'm excited for the moves. I mean, I'm always looking, you never know when something, the right thing will come along. So, you know, I'm excited. Just keep going. That's all. When That's we right. signed the when we signed the dotted, we'll, we shall celebrate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. But let's get to these questions. I know the earners are excited tonight. Let's we have let's Ryan Temple up first. Um, yourself, please. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing today? Good, good. good man. Good. How you? I'm pretty good. Um, I know. We actually met at uh, the Detroit networking event last year. I got you guys on my YouTube channel, House oh, Ryan. Sloppy Crab. Shout out to Detroit. Yeah, shout Detroit. out to Ken. Yeah, shout out to Shout Ken. out to all of the guys in Detroit. Chill. Man. Chill. Um, Detroit, one of my favorite places, man. Every time we go to Detroit, it's nothing but love. So we shall be back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very shortly. You guys are everywhere. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a good vibe for sure. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, so my question is, uh, I lost $15,000 trading options from November 2021 until now. I'm wondering how I can restart in this current market with $500. Mm. Uh, who want to go first? Because you know I'm going to come with the doom and gloom. So. Oh, no. Uh, what, what, what? All right. You lost 15000 was it on multiple different trades? What 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 was the? Yeah, what we do short term and on short term so, options, long term options. You were shorting. Were you were you long? What, what was the deal? I long. I bought Microsoft. Okay, so I used the Thinkorswim platform, and I meant to purchase one contract, gotcha. but it would automatically set me to ten. So, um, oh. I, I was I believed in my trade. I bought it. Uh. November 19th, and it was a, a 360 call. 
uh, at like 545. And like as the market fell, our dollar cost averaged down and kept investing and was just holding on to a losing trade. In November? Um, yeah. Yeah. You, so you said, say the number of the call again, five. No, it's 360, uh, 360 call. 360 yeah, it call. A, okay. Yep. It, uh, I had a January 21st expiration date. It was a 360 call. My first 10 contracts I purchased was at 545 and I, uh dollar cost average down, but uh, the, the stock price never came, it never returned. So um, Mark Cuban said this before, he said pigs get, uh, uh, Bears get fed, bulls get fed, and hogs get slaughtered. So I, yeah. I was that dumb money, and I, I got smoked. And I, I had a few other trades, but I think mostly, yeah, it came. I was taking most most of that hit from uh, that Microsoft call, and I, I had a few things I could probably email email my transactions. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, let me come in with grace and help. Um, so especially with thinkorswim, you change your default setting to one. Because sometimes even if you just put in one contract, and for those of you who like who buy long-term, if you don't hit enter after, it's going to move you to the default. Um, same thing on NinjaTrader, like if you're trading futures, you maybe have a default of 15 or, or 20. Please be careful there. Number two, um, for those of you that are trading, I would beg you every week on the show, call and ask for prices where to get in. Number three. I got to ask you, did you paper trade before you began taking these trades? And then I'll give you a, a, a answer at the end for what to do or how to make it back. But, but did you paper um, trade at all? Not before. No, not not immediately. No. But afterwards, I, yeah, I learned how to, that thing feels different when you start losing that money. So it was yeah. I mean, it's no different than driving a car. Um, learning how to drive a semi like i know we want to just hop in and i know a lot of times it felt like when everybody was like yo you trade options you can make seventy-two thousand percent and then all those people went away right you, you want to at least take 50 practice trades to get familiar with the platform get your strategy down know what the risk to reward now if you're starting over with 500 bucks i will put that in long term but i would practice trading until you get your win percentage up to 70 to 80%. And then I can show you how to get funding for trading after that. But I will say, I commend you for taking action and not being afraid mm -hmm. and not just sitting on the sidelines. So I do have to get you, give you credit for that. But Thank I do you. want you guys to practice because when you're using leverage, the job of the broker is to take your money. And if you don't have an informational edge on the thing about futures and options, when you're trading, you're trading against everybody in the world. That's great. Day one. So imagine like this is your first day at three years old playing basketball and first game you're going against KD, second game LeBron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you got to have an edge. So number one, practice. Number two, make sure you have your strategy down, um, but make sure that you're practicing in your trades to get back on the saddle um, so you get prepared for your next trade. And most importantly, you, you guys use me for prices. You don't have like, you don't make more money if you figure it out on your own. I'd rather just tell you, hey, buy here, get out at this time, miss the price, and you profit opposed to going through these cycles of uh, of losing. So um, that's why I tell people 80% of the time, put the money in long term, you'll be good. But I'm proud of you, nonetheless. Yeah, I appreciate the honesty, Ryan. And I think it's going to make you a better investor. Because number one, like most people, and they lose that type of money, they're like, I lost it, I'm never going back. 
and you're like, wait, I'm going to go back in, but I'm going back in with five. Like, I'm just starting over, which says a lot about, you know, your mindset, right? Like you didn't give up on this, but you're going to learn a lot from this, right? Like, hey, like Ian just said, you're going to you're going to set the limit at one. You might look at it and say, you know what? I've done three months on my options. Let, let me go out. Let me have my leaps out a little further, right? So that I can have more time to cater um, on, on the, the contract itself. So there's a lot to be learned, but the, the most important part is that you didn't give up. Right. And you could have easily. And so I, I encourage you to keep going and then look at the prices. Right. So when you got it in November, it was over at 300. It was almost at its all time high. Yep. And so high. to right. to it, it so to say that, all right, it's at 349. I'm going to do a 360 call. Now you're, you're like, hey, this has to go up by another 10 to 15 percent when it's already at its all time high. It's one of those things that like Shadi likes to do is to be close to the money. But I mean, we couldn't predict the pullback, but we can we can kind of sense that something was going to be coming. Well, Ian did say a pullback was coming. Um, so even that, like learning, like, all right, well, let's see uh, where the actual asset is right now. Uh, where's this all time high? Where's the low? Where's the support? Where's the resistance? All these things like it's a tough lesson to learn, but hopefully you, you learn it because the next time you invest, you're going to have that in the toolbox and say, all right, well, I'm prepared. I've been through here like, yeah. and it's, it's tough, right? Like I always tell it to people, like when they, they have stories like this, I'm like, you have to go through some things so you can learn. Like yeah. I well-documented lost money in DraftKings, but I learned so much. From Never that. make like, the mistake I, again. I, ha I had to look like, it was almost like, wow, I'm glad I did because, oh wait, I learned so much from that experience. And so hopefully that's, this is what's going to happen for you. And it's, it's going to turn out in the long run. And I'm sure it will, if you're going to be investing long-term, there's going to be a lot more uh, brighter days. Yeah, the, the crazy part when you have these losses, I've said it before, it feels like God downloads everything that you should have done into your brain. And I'll, and I'll say this too, like, it, this is not egotistical, but I'm begging you guys, like, if you're watching the show and if I've made you money, let me help you on the trading part too. Because there's a lot of people that are talking about technical and then we're bleeding past levels. Like, okay, put yes in chat when I said Bitcoin 20,000 at 55, you like, Ian lost his shit. He, he, he was good in 2020. And now we can't crack 20, like mm. if people were not talking about this prior to 2020 and it was working at Shake Shack 2019, how did they become an expert in two years on it? Everybody who talk about it, not equal. I'm, I'm saying that and I'm not moving off that post. And, and Ryan, here's the beautiful thing, right? Since you're on this side, you're on a Zoom call. We have classes every, every Monday, every Tuesday. So shout out to Chris that's a perfect place for beginners and for people who have some experience to even learn more. Like I'm in there. I know my brother, a lot of people are in that class learning. So that's definitely a place you should, and a, definitely a resource you should use at, to your advantage. And we have uh, several videos on YouTube about options. Um, but ultimately I think that, you know, you never want to uh, risk too much of your portfolio, especially when you start yep. with options, because, you know, it does give you a lot of leverage and you can make a lot of money, but it is extremely volatile and a lot of things are out of your control and you can lose a lot of money also. So just keep that in mind. I know that was a, that was a mistake, but you, you wanted to get one contract and you got 10, yeah. but you know, you probably don't want to risk more than 10% of your portfolio on options. Um, one. And two, um, you know, like, like all things, the more you do it, you know, the more you feel comfortable and the better as you get. So even if you start out with something, you don't always have to shrink, swing for the fences. Like you can start out with an option trade for a couple hundred dollars and just, just to kind of get your feet wet, just to kind of, you know, figure it out, learn, and if you lose a couple hundred dollars, it's not going to, you know, kill you. Um, you know, so just th different things of that nation. That's just for anybody in general that just wants to get into trading, option trading. Like, you know, start with something that you can afford to lose. 
um, start small, learn, continuously, you know, up your education, continuously learn. And, um, you know, the more you do it, the more you'll feel comfortable, the better that you'll get. But um, you don't want to go into it just swinging for the fences because nine times out of 10, you're going to swing out. You're going to strike out. It's like, it's like, you know, going to the major leagues. If you never played a game ever, and then you just go into, you just swinging at 90, 90 mile per hour fastballs. It's going to be tough. Yeah. You you probably going to end up striking out. So this is a question for every trader. As soon as you take a trade, ask yourself, what information do I have that Michael Burry, Kathy Wood, Warren Buffett, Einhorn, Tepper does not have that will allow me to beat them. If you don't have a clear answer in one sentence, don't take the trade. Because you're competing against all the best people on earth day one. Like follow follow that because it's really about who has the best information. That's why I'd be so big on like, and I love Michael. I think Michael Saylor is like one of the most innovative people to use this strategy, but look how they ran his fund down and they're going to clear like two or three more hedge funds out. And then Bitcoin will be back at 35,000. A lot of times, like when you're buying, you have to say, is this the price with us absolute at the bottom where I won't bleed out? Cause a lot of times they just got Bitcoin down low enough to knock him out of the market. Now, what do Michael and Kathy do? They brought validity to Bitcoin, but don't get any of the benefit for being advocates of Bitcoin. It's going to be Bank of America and BlackRock and Vanguard and Citadel. And in 10 years, you guys will look back at this and be like, damn, Ian was saying all this crazy stuff. And now there are no, there won't be anybody major in crypto that is leading the charge on Bitcoin. It's going to be all hedge funds. So make sure when you get in, you're at the absolute best price and find out what information on edge you have over hedge funds, if not. And last point, please select the number of trades that you're going to do a year. Most of you guys should not be doing more than eight per year. Appreciate you, Ryan. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Brian. Um, all right. Okay, Janet, a few more, please. All right, Aramia, um, you yourself, please. Hi, um, am I coming through clear? Yes. How are you? Beautiful name, by the way. Thank you. It's Arhemia. Thank you very much. So one, number one, Invest Fest was a movement. Really appreciate the energy. It was a sight to be seen to see all those beautiful people doing beautiful things. Um, last Monday, Rashad, you mentioned learning how to scale your business without uh, venture capital, angel investors, and selling equity. Can you expound on that? A little bit more in ways to make that achievable more specifically with businesses that are selling a service and not a product yeah for sure well welcome to the chat long time friend of the family so um yes welcome to the chat i think this is the first time i heard you call in but uh what services are you are you talking about specifically you well I personally, um, me and my business partner, we have an app that we're developing that is going to, you know, change the world, as one has said, and we've been in process. Everyone who's trying to build an app know it's not an easy feat. You just have companies that you have to work with and trust and know what they're doing. But at some point in time, once the app is functional and we have user experience, we're looking to uh, scale it and actually bring ownership to ourselves and take back our um, 
migrated to our own systems. But as of now, in the process of not really having a great deal of user experience and not having a great deal of capital that we're personally putting forward, and you know, we got our business loans and such, but we're trying to figure out how to scale it. And you made a good point about not always looking out for venture capital and angel investors because they do want to share of your profits. But to Tyler Perry's point, he said that he had to kind of get out of that mind frame of not wanting to share a portion of his company. But how do we go about doing that? How does how does one get funding without going to the big boys and throwing a pitch? Well, I think that, um, and I'm glad you asked that because I'd like to always put put comments in, in context. I'm not necessarily saying that angel investing in venture capital is bad because I do think that it, it could be very uh, beneficial and very useful, especially for tech companies that need to raise a lot of money. I just feel that a lot of times people think that that's the only way to kind of get your company off the ground. And it's just not true. And like I said, depending on what kind of company that you have, tech companies, they usually need a lot more capital and they're, they're usually not profitable early on. So that's why they rely on, on venture capital a lot more as opposed to like us, we're in the media space. So, you know, we were able to become profitable a lot quicker and run a much leaner operation with a lot lower overhead. So, you know, we don't have the same need for capital, but there's venture um, capital that makes sense. And there's venture capital that doesn't make sense. There's angel investing that makes sense. There's angel investing that doesn't make sense. Um, equity crowdfunding is something that has become very popular over the last couple of years. And that's a way that a lot of entrepreneurs um, have started to raise some money. We just talked to uh, Isaac Hayes, mm -hmm. the third, mm -hmm. and um, you know, he was on equity crowdfunding. So the equity yeah. crowdfunding, um, that's a way where you, you still, you know, have some equity that you're, you're giving up, but it's not the same demands and it's not, you know, the same, you know, percentages a lot of times that uh, venture capital gives up. Um, but also I think that even tech companies should be tied to something that can have a revenue play early. That's just my, especially yes. black people, because let's be honest, no matter how good the product is, you're probably not going to get the same level of venture capital or angel investment capital um, that white people are going to get just, Don people said that. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to have something that's tied to something that's gonna gonna make money early as opposed to something that isn't gonna be, be profitable for 10 years. Because we don't have the same luxury, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but it's just the reality. We don't have the same luxury of failing. Because a lot of these companies are really failing companies, but they're just getting propped up because they're getting so much capital put into them that you give money for 10 years, you're going to make money. Eventually you have no choice. You got to be like the worst business manager in the world, not to make money. If you're getting hundreds of million dollars pour into you. But I mean, for us, I can only speak for our, our personal experience. How we were able to do it was to, you know, provide a service <laughs> that is easy to be monetized. Like anybody can, can go on YouTube. Anybody can go on Apple, Spotify. It's not really hard to, to create content and to monetize content. Um, and it's also very easy to create, you know, content with very low overhead. When we first started, we were just using iPhones, which that's really uh, hard. I, I would challenge that it's hard for most people to monetize. Well, it's hard, but it's it's hard. It's, it's not hard. as difficult in comparison. I, yeah, exactly. I like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the barrier to do it. Yeah, of course. Gotcha. It's not easy to, 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 to have, you know, a number one podcast. That's not easy, but it's not hard to monetize once you get up and running. 
um, the merch is something that we did that supplement. So a lot of things that we did was to supplement, right? So it's like, all right, even if we weren't, even if we weren't making money from the, the show, which we weren't making money from the show for a while, now we had to supplement that with other streams of income. So spinoffs, merch was something that became very big for us. And then we, once we see that, okay, events is something that we can do. So the events became something that we can do. And then, you know, we did discovered Patreon. Then we discovered, you know, okay, this is a, a way to actually have more hands-on learning with EYL University. So for us, it was just creating different verticals where let's say the main focus is to create a media company and the main focus is to get paid from Earn Your Leisure. But let's say that we 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 had a plan where we weren't going to receive any revenue from that for 10 years. We could still be okay because, you know, we just created different verticals off of that that was creating revenue streams. And then, of course, it was a, a matter of us just reinvesting the money and um, being our own bank. To this day, we, we've never taken out a loan and we've never taken money from outside mm -hmm. investors. So all of the, all of the capital has been reinvested and then we just use our own money to scale up. So that's how we, we've been able to scale from even from an equipment standpoint. Like, you know, we started with, with one microphone, we got a better microphone, microphones, better cameras, better cameras, but this is all our own money out of our own pocket. And then of course, once we just discovered business credit, now we use the Amex cards, different things of that nature, but it's still to this day, the operation is still self-funded. And I feel like that yeah. gives us, that gives us a lot of leverage, but leverage, in the tech, yeah. in the tech space, it might be harder because it's going to be a lot more money. But even like what John Henry was saying with the tech, a lot of times people think the venture capital, they look at it the wrong way. Like they look at it like from the beginning stages, like I have an idea and this is it's like, you got to actually already have an up and running product a lot of times before you even go to venture capital, before they even yeah. find it appealing. So that's something that a lot of times people have a misconception about, like they'll put together a plan and like, this is my plan, but you know, they're going to want to see something that's already up and running. That's actually working. And then it's like, all right, for there. So whether it's crowdfunding, whether it's family and friends, um, seed round raise, whether it's, you know, taking money from retirement, um, he locks, you know, when you're a business owner, you got to kind of figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah. yeah it's no sense. Credit leveraging credit. It's not always the best way because yeah. sometimes you put yourself in situations where you have, you know, debt, but, Ultimately, it's just a matter of just figuring it out and seeing how you can make it work. But I'm a real big proponent in keeping operations as low as possible as far as overhead, especially early on, um, and also having multiple streams of income. So even if you don't have multiple streams of income from your business, keep a job. Like I, I would never recommend somebody quit their job until they're up and running and they're very, very you know comfortable yeah. with their business because that job is going to give you a lot of comfort because there's ups and downs in business and you might not make any money at all. But at least if you have some money coming in from a guaranteed paycheck, then that's going to give you a lot more stability. And I'll say this as well too. Um, you've been tuning into the show and it's for everyone who's listening. I don't know why you guys don't pitch us. I really, if I were you, I'm happy to trust me. <laughs> what? Okay. Tell me, don't think I'm not. <laughs> okay. What, what, what's the annual recurring revenue for, the app if you receive funding well yeah that's the point that's where i am right now we're still trying to get the app to where it's functional so that we can get proper usage i mean we have the numbers worked out and forecast but that means nothing if we don't have an operational product you know what i'm saying how, how, how much do you need, need a term of investment and what market do you serve 
while we do a certain without giving too much detail i happily go about it in private but yeah. it's an app um for parking which you all know is at an all-time premium in yes. many states so we worked i mean my business partner we worked on a model to where we can have people um benefit from the act of you know sharing parking spaces with one another and things of that nature so um we've got we were dealing with this company prior um COVID. And, you know, we're still working through the kinks and the bugs and all that stuff because, you know, when creating an app, one thing goes right, 10 things go wrong, oh, and yeah. X, Y, and Z. So that's where we are right now. Um, and we've had opportunities, I mean, not to brag a little bit, but just on the perfunctory level of just having our app, uh, we got to decide we on a shark tank, but oh, wow. they said we were too early. How much capital do you need? Yeah, I mean, that, so that, that's that's part of it. Yeah, how much capital, and then I guess the capital is going to be for the infrastructure of continuously building out the app, or is it Correct. for marketing and building a team? It's right now we have the money covered for building out the app, but once we do, once it goes, once it goes and it hits and it's going to hit hard, the company that we're using will not be able to keep up with demand. So we're we're thinking ahead in regards yeah. to how so we're going to market it. Money. Say again. Oh yeah, so you're gonna need two times the amount of money. How much capital do you need? Do you need? I mean, initially, right now, I mean, I can throw out a number. It needs to be massaged a little bit, but you know, we're not a hundred k. You know, sounds doable in our eyes where <laughs> we can bring something forward. But again, I, I don't want to give concrete numbers because I don't have concrete numbers to give and i don't want to talk one thing and then ask for nothing something but, but, else and do, i don't want to lowball myself either yeah but do you have a five-year or four-year forecast for what sales could be if you we, had yes sir yes what sir. are those uh it's looking in from what we're seeing it, it can really go into the millions it really can only because of the model that we set up and again, it's very hard for me to be very cryptic when you're asking me these questions on such a long. And you're on a public forum. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah, on some yeah. NDA stuff, and from New York, yeah. you know, we're very leery. As you should be. <laughs> Rightfully um, so. Rightfully Trevor, so. Trevor Shot, can we set up a meeting and sit down? Yeah, Jan, we got a, we got. I mean, we have the name, so we can find the email easily. And right? you know, me and Charlie go way back, so our families are. You know, that's not a. T My goal was to get to talk to you, but I don't want to talk to you unless I got something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I don't want to waste time. So, so let's do that. Let's let's set up a Zoom call. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Let's let's see. Let's see. Maybe we could, maybe we could be Shark Tank in this situation. We partners. I like that idea. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, for everyone in the audience, have a good night. See us. Thank and you. I love the Ian. You changed my life. Made me money. If you have an idea, you should pitch though. Like that's why I told a lot of you at Invest Fest, come with your deck because it may be. That one chance you get, and it may work. Always be prepared. Um, practice your pitch. Know your numbers down. Because if the numbers are strong enough, you know. For me, if I can put a dollar in and get eleven out, or put a dollar in and get a hundred out, I'll write you a check instantly. Instantly, have your numbers down. Even when I talk to people about investing, and like, hey, if I gave you this, what could I get? I'm telling you, worst case, best case scenario. How long? How many minutes did it take per trade for me to get there? The more you have your numbers down, the more confidence you'll pull out, out of an investor. So, yeah, sounds like and it sounds pretty good. I can't wait to hear the rest. Yeah, yeah shout out to her. Market Mondays, you never know what can happen on Market. You Monday. never know, you never know. 
Do you guys want to take one more question? Yeah, let's or? One more. Let's do one more okay. before, we, before we wrap. Good show. Good flow. Blake, unmute yourself, please. We are coming to you. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Hey, how you doing, up, Blake? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so I want to open up a care facility for the elderly. Uh, we would take care of people that are 62 and over and just deliver like their um, activities of daily living. So I was wondering um, if we're making profit and we have an emergency fund, would it be a good idea to invest that into the market? Great question. Um, what, what is your profit margins on the business? Well, I haven't even started it yet, but I was an administrator for one. And um, I had to go get another job because he wasn't paying enough. So I'm a custodian now, but I'm very, very passionate about this. And I spent a lot of time by myself just thinking about it and planning and coming up with something. Yeah. <coughs> Are you the sole partner in or you have another partner in the business with you? Well, um, we want to open up an LLC. And since I don't have like a lot of experience, I wanted to bring my um, my mother-in-law in. She already has a couple of them and bring her in as a partner so we could just work work together to you know build something. So you're gonna take the profits from the business and then wanna invest it in a brokerage account? Yeah, I was wondering if that would be a good idea or after I have my emergency funds, yeah. should there be yeah. other things that I should prepare for and then start doing that? Or is that something that I can do after I have my emergency fund? Yeah, our CPA actually recommended that. That was that was one of those things that I, that I kind of learned. It was like investing in your LLC and not doing it from an individual brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. When you get to a certain point, you want to make sure you can protect your assets. And so if something's in your name in the event of a lawsuit, that the any type of profit that's inside of that brokerage account it's susceptible to be, you know, seized as well. So yep. having a brokerage in your LLC's name is important and it can protect you from that. So that's that's one thing. Um, as far as the emergency fund, I mean, business, I mean, business can be volatile too. And so to say to invest a part of the emergency fund. No, I think you said after the emergency after? fund. So after, I feel like, yeah, of course, after you, so after you have an emergency fund, after you have, you always want to keep some money in the business because you know, you have to, it's dependent on how much money you want to put in, but yeah, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to be able to invest. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. short answer I would say is yes. Yes. Because that's the whole, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. You want to, you want to be able to invest your, your surplus. You just want to make sure that, you know, you're not running on very thin margins with, because anything can happen in business. So, you know, you want to have, you know, money in the, in the bank saved and you want to always keep some money in the business account for unexpected expenses because there will always there are always gonna be problems in business. Something that pops up. There's yeah. always gonna be issues. There's always gonna be people that, you know, uninspected employees that that are sick and can't work and you gotta get somebody else and something breaks down and different things of that nature. But you know, once you once you get a nice swing of it and you kind of know, okay, I need to keep fifteen thousand dollars in the bank account at all times or fifty, whatever it is. And then it's like all right, I'm making three hundred thousand dollars a month. Now, you know, that yeah, gives you a lot more number. flexibility and you can say, okay, I can invest now. Like, you know, yeah. so, but you, each business is different, but as a business owner, you'll kind of know it's like, it's like parenting. There's really no set rules to being a parent, but after a while you, you start to learn your child and you say, okay, you feel comfortable with him going out 
you know, set curfew, different things of that nature. So once you, you know, really get the hang of your business and your industry and you're in it every single day, you'll know how much money you need to keep in. You'll, you'll, you'll feel comfortable knowing how much money you can invest and you can always make adjustments. If you invest in 20% of your income, things go good. You can invest 50% of income and then things go bad. Then you might have to cut back and invest 5% or not invest at all for a little bit of time. But yeah. you know, you, you, you'll be able to, to figure it out on the fly, but you should always go into it thinking that you're going to invest a surplus. Cause that's the whole point. And, 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 and another investment can be the scale, scaling part of your business, right? Like you, you said that you're doing this now, this could be in one local neighborhood, but if the business runs well enough, is it something that we can put in other neighborhoods and other communities as well? And so like that becomes an investment too. Now you have more of a surplus to actually put inside that broker. So there's, there's plenty of things you can do. Two things has to be quality, no gambles. No, I know the apes are back in full charge, no AMC, no GameStop has to be quality. Number two, if you are going to run a business, you have to make sure that you have ways for the business to make money, regardless if primary revenue comes from the business or not. Meaning, like for me, hypothetically, that's the one thing I love about trading and long-term investing. If no one ever buys from me ever again, I can still generate money. The number one thing, because clients are not going to be loyal. Business partners can do wrong. They can steal. They can rob things. Like you want to prepare for everything that can go wrong. Um, set a percentage that you're going to invest into the market into quality. One of the best decisions that you're going to make is to be able to invest profit, invest heavily into a company. And remember, like in 2020, I was saying like buying the best companies in the world is like having the best CEO work for you. So if you're buying Apple, Google, Bitcoin, Ethereum at great prices, at some point that profit is going to be easier than the actual business profit. That's what you want. Like, so technically, like if you look at Berkshire Hathaway with all the companies that he owns, Berkshire technically can never go out of business because they have Geico. So there's a certain percentage of reserves he can take out of those premiums and invest over and over again. So even if everybody left Berkshire, he can replenish that. And that's where you want to be. It's like, even if you are not at full capacity in these, in these homes or in these rental spaces, you're still making money hand over fist. That's the ultimate business to be in. And think about it like this. <clears throat> back to Michael Saylor, back to Kathy Wood. If they would have just invested in two tech, two index while investing in all that other stuff, they will still be afloat today. Going back to just having one strategy, like one in business is the worst number of all. So. Okay. Appreciate you, Blake. Appreciate hey, you. I oh, he got cut off. Guidelines. Guidelines. You Damn. can pay to ask a second question <laughs> on Market Mondays and pay to be on Earn Your Leisure. Guidelines. Be on the show. I think he unmuted himself again. Oh, it, Blake, appreciate you, bro. It, it's for the ki- it's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. Um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a custodian over at an elementary school, and I kind of want to like share this with the kids because I see how important it is, but. Um, I'm only able to spend a little bit of time with them during lunch. So I would need to give like a quick, maybe five, 10 minute. Do one minute um, lesson. In- kid, kid don't want to hear 10 minutes. I'm being real with you. Bro, you would be surprised. There's so many kids that, that are interested in. Yeah, after school program, man. Girls. After school program. That's easy. Or even create a, a weekend program, right? Like I know a lot of people in the, the custodians that they usually are there in the buildings on Saturdays. Y'all know what rooms are available. You know the equipment's available. You know no teachers are there, so you have access to all the classrooms. 
So even create right. a, a Saturday program, even if it's not you that's running it, you know the basis <laughs> of the information and have somebody come in. I'm sure any principal, if you tell them that this is what you want to present, I mean, the weekends are always a great place. Most people just use it like, yo, can we use your gym to practice in? But now nah, we could use the classrooms too during the weekend. Right, yeah. All right, thank you. No problem, bro. Thank Appreciate you. you. Have a good Home, one. Appreciate homework it. assignment for everyone. If China's going to collapse next year, what are the three ETFs that we can trade and short to the downside to take advantage of China's falling apart? Tune in next week where I have more hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> We are your ally in this fallen market. Next week, we're showing up as the cash money brothers. No G money shit. <laughs> Very important. All we got is us. Very important. Um, Invest Fest Europe. Let's Get your go. tickets. Halloween, London. One night, one night only. Legendary um, Royal Albert Hall. Uh, shout out to all the UK massive Shout out to everybody in Europe, all over the continent. Uh, we are coming full steam, bringing all of our friends from America and some special guests from Europe. Can you announce anybody yet? Uh, I think the usual suspects we can announce because that's that's confirmed. So 19 Keys, uh, Wall Street Trapper, yes. MG the Mortgage Guy, EYL, Ian Dunlap. That's safe. That's safe to announce. Yeah. The rebellion. I need 500 of y'all. <laughs> Show up. We'll start there. At least. More to come. Um, yes. Been real. Uh, Market Mondays, cultural phenomenon. We have some stuff that we will be announcing shortly. <laughs> Market Mondays specifically. Um, oh, baby. Yes. Yep. Scale. It's called scaling. Yep. Scaling. Yeah. Yep. In a major way. You have to scale. You always have to scale and you can never get, um, you can never get satisfied. Yep. And um, consistency is extremely important. And I would think about that when I was coming here, because, you know, we did the guys next door podcast. Shout out to them running around. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was dope. 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 Super fun. A lot of fun. They good dudes. <laughs> I like them a lot. Um, so, and it was so crazy because, um, you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, you just reflect on your life sometimes. And I'm like, what's the key to success? People always ask you, what's the key to success? And it's like, for me, I had a revelation. And it's like, you have to be able to do the same thing every day. You have to, do, you have to be able to do the same thing all day, every day, for every day. So it's like, I literally... Yeah, I've been doing the same thing for five years every day. That's not easy. That's not easy. Not easy. 95% of people will get eliminated just off of consistency. It's extremely hard to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Extremely hard to be consistent. It's not easy to do the same thing all day, every day. Yep. For, for every day. Uh, how many people do you think had the same potential or maybe were better? Like there's other people, like I'm seeing uh like Loon get hot. Same thing, just putting out content, seeing chat 85, them arenas they hitting. I'm like, Phew. oh baby, that is the key. Prices. You guys ask me how you make your own crystal ball. Study the market 12 hours a day. Yeah. You guys see, I wanted to go out at Invest Fest. 
<laughs> Couldn't do it. <clears throat> I was thinking, but there's a bunch of people at that party who would rather be on stage after Tyler Perry. I can't drop the ball. If I deliver, put yes in chat. I'll go get the Kanye mask right now. Yeezy, I need you. Don, see what we doing. <laughs> I got one of the top five performances this year in any genre. Stop playing with me. UTA, <laughs> what we doing? CA, what we doing? Live Nation. Hey, boy. Hey, now. This is entertainment. Might clip this up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to believe it, though. No, you got to believe it. It's very important um, to believe it. And it's very important. It's very important to have confidence in yourself because that's going to get you through when nobody else believes in you. And, um, you know, people always ridicule you when you say something um, until it actually happens. And then everybody champions that. So, you know, that's something that... Um, you know, I've always done that. Like, like I said, you know, um, my drip journey has been documented. And uh, tell them about that. You got to speak shit into existence. Like when I was like, yo, I'm the greatest investor of this era. People was like, crazy. Yeah. You got to speak that shit into existence. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Very important. Then got to deliver. Like you got to deliver. Troy showed y'all at uh, Market Money's Live. That boy put up some numbers on that billboard. Oh, we got new numbers. <laughs> Big numbers. Oscar Robertson. We're still at it. <laughs> We're still at it. Yeah, yeah. nah, but you got to speak into existence and you got to support each other, man. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things they said. They was like, yo, when Shaggy said he's a, a fashion icon, you just looked like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, why not? Of course he is. He didn't say he's a great, of course he is. Why not? I believe in him. Believe in each other, man. You got to have that like unquestionable, undeniable faith in each other, man. Like that's I, for sure. Like he says he's some, yes, he is. And don't even question it again. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you the same thing. Speaking, of this, speaking of this drip journey situation, this is we're going somewhere with this. We're not just talking about fashion randomly. No, we're not. We're about to do something historic. We're about to do we're like five that. five historic things in, in, in the course of the next three months. We're going for a world record of yes. historic events. Hat trick. <laughs> How many sold out dates can we have? How many historic things can we do? Can we tell them about the thing so they can get their things together? Um... London. That we can talk about. Pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> that we can talk about. London. Pack your bags. Shout shout to the the, the team at Tape Tape London. Tape London. Um, Tape London. That is one place that you would be able to perhaps see us. Yes, good. Perhaps. They're the ones that actually set this whole thing up for us. Uh, it's, it's good relationships. Once again, relationships. We're not from the UK, so we don't have those relationships. But we we establish a relationship with Tape. Shout out to Jamal. He was the first person to make that relationship for us. And then they were so impressed with, with everything that happened. And then they worked it out for us to get the real Albert Hall. That's not easy to get. It's a very, very prestigious venue. And it's, it's not like a lot of big artists can't perform at the Royal Albert Hall. So, yeah. you know, we were able to, to secure that venue because of our relationship with tape. Um, so, yeah, one door opens another door. Very, very important to, uh, to establish and keep, to keep good relationships. Because you never know. You never know. And and you don't know who we know. That part. You don't. You really don't. I'll tell you who we do know. Good folks over at Ally. Let me talk to you real quick. We've got a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and is relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Ally has given our Market Mondays viewers and listeners a special offer on ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash UIL. 
For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Securities products and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Shout out to the good folks over there. Love that. Somebody said, y'all should do Jacob Javison in New York. Jacob Javison not big enough. Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. Super, super, super respectfully. respectfully. Yeah, super but respectfully. if we do something in New York, maybe one of these pizza places can sponsor. <laughs> now we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> now, Italian food, New York, fire. You really trying to play our pizza now? I'm not. I'm, <laughs> send me a, I've been in New York 22 times last two years. Next time you come. Nah, next that, time you that's come. what we're going to eat then. I got you. Next time you come. Oh, shout out to 19 Keys and Ronnie Brown. High level conversation. That was a very important episode. Extremely important. It's going, it's going viral. And that's a very important conversation. Absolutely. That they had. So I suggest everybody listen to that episode. Um, very, very. All his episodes is great. But that that one, I actually was listening to it in the car. And it's very insightful. Is very healthy, mm-hmm. um, and it's needed. It's needed because there's a lot of there's a lot of toxic messages around relationships, men and women. So I thought that they had a very healthy dialogue, uh, a man and a woman speaking. It was extremely um, insightful, mm-hmm. and lightful. Very good. So check out high level conversations on our YouTube channel, all podcast outlets. Shout out to 19 Keys. Run it up. He yeah. is on fire right now. Run it up. He's on fire. Yeah, run it up. He's on fire. Fire. Next year, we Four need three. to do three dates and run the table, though. I know we're going to be respectful 2022. Next year, we need to drop three dates. You know, Joe was talking about the pot wars. <laughs> hey. hey. Shout out to Ish. Shout out to Ish. Invest Fest Ish. Corey, my dog. Shout out to Ish. Shout Next year, though, we'll run the table. Now, hey, now four or five things. Joe, Joe mentioned Invest Fest 27 times, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to I him. told my dog to come. <laughs> he should have hit Yacht Party, then Invest Fest. Missed out. Come on. Come through. Shout out to Joe, man. Shout out to all the podcasters out there doing their thing. They all do. 85 South, Million Dollar Worth of Game, Joe Button Podcast, Guys Next Door, Horrible Decisions. It's Um, up there. Lone Lone Cooking Boy. Lone. That's my guy. I got to call him. Cooking. That's my guy. Like, like, I'm I'm, not clipped this up. (laughs) Lone going to be the new tax stone. That's my God. When's our episode dropping? When you recorded that a long time long ago. Long time ago, man. yeah. Sitting on that right now. But Ooh, I like his social head. media clips with the um the law and order gathering. Uh, yeah. Go follow him. Yeah, shout out to Loom. Good yeah. dude, too. Waiting on he was that. at Invest Fest. He's waiting on it. Good dude, man. Good. Oh, shout good. out to Drink Champs, too. I see somebody put Jim Champs. Shout, shout out to Nori and uh, EFN. Branson Gems, Ash Cash, Inside the Vault. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of good programming out there right now. Yeah. That's doing it. Yeah. Dave Shan. How many profitable podcasts? I'm gonna bring this up every quarter. How many are profitable? Uh, we we need a Ford list for podcasts. I'ma start that campaign tomorrow. They, you're gonna be surprised. They're gonna be surprised. <laughs> the ones we just named. I think we got them all. <laughs> for our culture, at least. I don't know about the other podcasts. Uh Joe, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Oh nah, uh shout out to B Simone too. Her podcast is doing well. Is yeah, it? She yeah, yeah. What's, she's name, cooking. what's the name of it? I forget. She's with her, her best friend. But it is moving. It's moving. It's definitely okay. moving. Shout out to them. Shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to her. Um, but you know, there's a few, there's there's a lot of podcasts out there that's doing anything. Um, but you know, 
about to China falling apart next year. I'm gonna let you skate out of that. <laughs> Budgetista, yeah, Budgetista got a good show too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We don't got to do the parks outside combo. You know what I mean? We gonna keep it clean. Let me be the villain. Let me be the guy, bad guy. And next week on Market Mondays. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sursky. How Shep was hooping corduroy pants and scored 25 points in a butter rim. That's hard to figure out. Come man. on, man. I never. What was Shep? He was trying to clap the back. What happened right there? Oh, he no. clapped I gotta, the, I gotta the backboard broke. He fell off the roof. Shout I want to redo to a butter rim. 19 Keys does not follow my uh, non controversial uh, guidelines. No. He's extremely controversial. Yeah. <laughs> It's every more chance. value than being controversial. Every, every chance he gets. The hoochie daddy shorts, he did not shy away from that conversation at all. He went he went in on the conversation, actually. I would have stayed away from it, if it was me personally. Why? Because non-controversial, very important to be non-controversial. Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah. Uh, you can offend, you offend, you offend. Yeah. The problem with being controversial is that you're going to offend a lot of people. But the ones that rock with you are going to be more. Yeah, 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 talk that shit, man. Talk yeah. that shit. Yeah. It, it depends on what value you bring, but well, like when people get to playing the too safe, it's a sign that they're not free and don't bring any value. Well, the thing is, I think I think it's important to be, we live in a world where everybody has sharp opinions. And that's one thing that I wanted to do with EYL is not to be an opinion-based platform. Yeah. I wanted to be a platform to provide information and then let people decide their opinions. Cause we have opinions, but it's not, I don't feel it's my role or my responsibility to implement my way of thinking or my opinions on somebody else. I feel like, um, you know, people are, are smart enough where they can make their own decisions. And there's enough, Both start, though. there's enough platforms yeah, yeah. where everybody, everybody's going to give you their take. Every, you go to Fox news, it's going to be all Republican. You go to CNBC or CNN, uh, MSNBC is going to be all Democrat. Like, you know, like where's the middle, where's the middle of the road that's non-biased. Where's the yeah. non-biased perspective. So EYL, is a safe space and it's non-biased. I, I think you, but also back to the point I made earlier, people can get lied to so much that they think the truth is controversial. Like even with those biases and we see it with ESPN and the, the Kyrie, Durant, LeBron, Jordan conversation, like people are not given facts. But there's really no, there's really no truth. Very few things are true. true. Only like the obvious stuff of like, you know, fire is hot. Okay, that's true. But, Bitcoin going to twenty thousand when it was that sixty. <laughs> it's right but, up there. But most most of the stuff most of the stuff in the world most of the stuff in the world is is an opinion. Most of the stuff in the world is an opinion. There's really no true facts. That's not true. That's not true. Like hoochie daddy shorts. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. Yeah, but that's that's like what's a true fact? Like I said, okay. the obvious. Who who owns a trademark on the term hoochie daddy? Let's get to the business. <laughs> Who owns the I don't know who owns the trademark. That's what I that's what I want to talk about. Like I, I don't want us to get so high. I haven't off used the term. Thing. I haven't used the term. I'm not sure. Like you use that term? Who looking? It's already trademarked. Um, uh, I'm sure somebody trademarked it. You um, use it in conversation, like hoochie daddy. No, no, no. I don't I don't I don't refer to any man as a hoochie daddy, but <laughs> if that's what you're into. Yeah, I, I just I never use it in conversation. I don't, I've never heard you use it. I was just I, don't know, I, I would never use it. Yeah. Uh, or even describing a piece of clothing. No, don't Bobby Smurda got a hoochie daddy song? He does. <laughs> he does. South of Brooklyn. He Where does. he get his pizza from? <laughs> Patsy's. Patsy's. <laughs> oh man. Oh, no, no pun intended. But he, 
he, he, Nineteen Key <laughs> says a lot of things that um, he he says a lot of he says a lot of things that are very true. He's like Kevin Samuels. Rest in peace. He says the things that you you might be thinking, but you're not gonna say it because it's politically incorrect. Speaking your mind is a sign of freedom. Most people don't speak their mind because they don't have enough money to do so. Well, that's true on a certain level, but then also some people just don't want to offend people. That's also true. That's also true also. Yeah, you want to hear our opinion? Pull up with me and Shadi in a random parking lot at like midnight or yeah. something. And we just, we and him go at it all night. Ian, you've been witness to it. I'm not, mm -hmm. Janet, you probably haven't been witness to it, but that'll be our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do that all day. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not this. This is a, a a safe place for people to learn, get educated, hear information, execute on information, and share information with each other. Byo is a safe place, but there's room for opinion based shows. So like Nineteen Keys, we don't we don't we don't uh, we don't try to control the creatives. So you can't you can't control Nineteen Keys. You just gotta let him be. Ian, I don't find him disrespectful though. I think no, no, no. I, I didn't say he was disrespectful. I just no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like I'm just saying, I'm just saying he's opinion based. So yeah. your opinion could could potentially be disrespectful to somebody, right? Because it's an opinion. So it's not disrespectful to me. Yeah, but, but, but if the whole be to somebody, I can argue too. If the entire world likes you, you really don't have a brand. Let's be real honest. Apple for eighty five percent of its career was only liked amongst fifteen to twenty percent of the people. fact like before it was like pro tools use people thought apple was going to fall apart google same way tesla same way bitcoin same way like every cult or tribe you have to have a core base first and even the haters or non-advocates of your brand end up making the brand bigger at some point the truth is going to hit people hard in the face and they're going to like that's why i love when i give these facts and people say it's not true. And I'm like, based on what data? Cause you don't say Citadel, Guggenheim, Josh Brown, anybody saying that I'm wrong. And I'm calling these people's name out publicly. When you guys know, I can get a cease and desist if I'm, if I'm wrong. There ain't been one strike down on none of the shit I said. There's value in both as long as you tell the truth. I think the issue with media and podcasts, too many people are giving opinions and not facts. And that's why a lot of these media companies are falling apart. And a lot of these podcasts, not profitable. Well, that's a different conversation. The profitability of it. Um, bring, bring some real value and quit talking about opinion. Don't nobody want to hear what y'all ate on Saturday. Like well, bring some real value to the table. <laughs> People are hurting, are starving. They don't want to hear their gossip. Shout out to the women who be clowning uh, when, when they see brothers like have microphones and you know, there's value in, in podcasting and entertainment side, but you need more than that. You got to bring some real value to the table. Time for a high level conversations. High level conversations. More of them. Well, yeah. it's, wor it's working. Yep. And um, like I said, shout out to 19 Keys. He's, uh, he's, he's mastered what he, what he does and he's a very intelligent person. So he knows what he's doing. Stay tuned. He knows what he's doing. Don't try to copy what he's doing. You can't. Just that's, when, that's when you end up hurting yourself. Yeah. That architect is always, well, even in comedy, George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, this current iteration of Dave Chappelle is high level conversation at scale. Alex Jones, before he went back crazy, he was a version of that. Like that intellectual broadcaster, there is a archetype for that. That's always work. True yeah. telling does not 
is not popular when money is flowing easily. When a world starts to fall apart, people want the truth. The truth will set you free. Yep. What will a lie do? do? I was gonna say that. Shout out to SB. Shout out to SB. Well, all right, folks. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been real. Be safe. Happy birthday. My my nephew's birthday was yesterday. I forgot to mention that. Happy birthday to Miles Mace. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Uh, he turned 11 yesterday. Shout out to him. Happy birthday, my brother. My, my nephew. I said my brother. <laughs> Shout out to his pops on my brother. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Renee, the president of the 50 Plus Club. Hey, Happy Renee. Birthday. Shout out to you. Appreciate you. Happy birthday. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. I will be on Dykeman this week. Playoffs. It's this week? Yes. Are we outside? Yes. Yep, we outside, y'all. Make sure y'all, yo, when y'all pull up the diving, make sure y'all take a picture in front of that the banner, please. Which one? Good question. <laughs> All three. <laughs> I asked I, respectfully. I, Jim Jones and uh and uh Fab shot a video there. I, I DM Jim. I'm like, how's the banner looking? He's like, very rich, looking like money. <laughs> yeah. So we hooping in London. Of course. Oh, come on, let's get of ready. Of course. Oh. I'm very interested in being in the NBA All-Star game this year. Um, celebrity game. NBA Celebrity All-Star game. Yeah. And I'm also very interested in attending the Met Gala. Hmm. They only give a plus one of that. So yeah. we will be at a few galas this year. Well, I'm, I'm expressing that interest yeah. openly because I know there's a lot of people watch this show. Let's make it happen. They're going to make it happen um, for us. I, feel like, the, I feel like the, the All-Star game, that should be pretty easy. Yeah, they got a bunch of people. Yeah, random. They, you can't even play ball. Random people. The most random. Um, this year was the most. The the MVP was the dude from Peloton, right? Shout out, that's my man. Though. But I mean, he's nice. No though. disrespect, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's the last MVP that company gonna get. <laughs> so I'm very Shots interested. fired. I'm very interested. <laughs> oh, Google coming to kill their business. I'm gonna cut you off. Did you see that they adding that to that subscription to be able to work out at home on Google? Damn. Slow singing the flower burning. <laughs> Over with. Go ahead. But yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody in the NBA um, or can make that happen? Please. Where's the, where's the All-Star game? Where's the All-Star game at? <coughs> it might be some random place it, like Charlotte it, or something. It might, it, it might be in Charlotte. It might be in L.A. Nah, we just... If it's in L.A., boy, I'm going to park up for two weeks. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I, will, I won't embarrass the situation either. I promise you. I, I will have a very strong showing. You better not let Quavo lock you up. We ain't having that. No. no. You got to get no. that corner three popping. No. Couple of slip screens oh, real quick. That's in, in Utah, bro. It's in Utah? Yeah. Won't be going. I have to skip on that one. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta call Mitt Romney or something. Damn, Utah? Yeah. No, um, no. Maybe Don Donovan's gonna be out there. Right, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, hometown. But let's do that. Let's work on that and let's work on the Met Gala. Um yeah. Uh, uh, that might be a little harder, but um why not? We know some people. Yeah. We're on a gala tour. We're gonna to be in a few galas. Uh, I wish I could say more, but yeah, that's why I'm like, if we're gonna tease, nah, nah, we'll be at a few galas and uh, the Met. We we'll put that on the list. And a win tour. Please reply to my DMs. I, 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 Please <laughs> reply to my DMs. I am. I'm starting my training. I am. I will be. Like I said, if I get to go to the All Star, I'm not gonna embarrass myself, and I won't embarrass the EYL community. I will have a very strong showing. I will be in tip top shape. And I'll be competing for MVP. Me and Quavo. Yeah, well, he ain't he had like three. He had like three MVPs. Yeah, they gave Kevin Hart too. He didn't even play well. But that was a joke though. But Quavo is actually good. He's actually he actually yeah. can play. So we going for MVP. 
Matty J and them be playing with Quavo in Atlanta. Matty J puts up clips of himself doing moves. Hey, um, Corey from Support Black College. Like, who's taping that? Corey narrates the, the, the Yo, here comes my shot. Oh, well played. <laughs> Water. Diversification of content. <laughs> he could have hit one shot. That's all that matters. Shout out to Corey, though. Uh, Ben X is good, too. Is he it play? Uh, but he, yeah, he really good. No, play. he really plays. Yeah, he really plays. Um, it's a few people on social media that I, I follow that I, I'm I'm like, all right, you know. Take a play. Yeah. So MVP. Yeah. Let's Pro- go for it. Possibly. Once again, put we out in the world for the more. day. Like, we fly on Friday, get out of this set. No, Not that's the Utah, game is Friday. Bro. No, Utah. Utah. Oh, man. That's the only thing to do. Anything can happen. A lot it's of bad. A lot of bad can happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so Carl Malone is going to pick up some phone calls. Donovan is going to be out of there soon. He's still there. Hopefully. He's still there. Hometown. Hopefully. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Been real. We'll holler at you. Uh, see you on the other side. Yeah, happy Nip Day again. Yes. Uh, rest in peace to Nip the Great. Check out our episode tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Uh, very high level fashion conversation, entrepreneurship. An amazing story, too. Overcoming adversity. Very important yeah, conversation. Yeah. Dope. All right, y'all. All right, yo. Y'all have a good yeah, night. Be good. Okay. Ian, what you, bro? See y'all soon. Kanye West, call me. <laughs> please. Zuckerberg, please unlock my IG. I'm going to be there in two weeks. Unlock me before then, please. <laughs> Thank you. We got to talk to the folks that matter. B, what's going on, man? Come on, B. Get it together. Kanye, I saw that mask. Call me. The phone, the phone runner mask? Yes. Gonna, I got to see. I got to see. We got to have an honest conversation with, about Kanye, but we're going to wait. I ain't going to ruin that relationship. I was no, 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 that's our brother. Call TV me. timeout. Call me. You know, please. Kim Single again. I have nothing to do with that, but Kanye. TV timeout. Me. 20 seconds violation. He had never. <laughs> to what are we doing? No, I'm just saying, like, maybe they can rekindle. Not for uh, you. I'm just saying they could, maybe they can rekindle. Kanye, they have perhaps. to. Kanye. Perhaps, right? We we'll live do, next door. Kanye, let's do lunch, man. I got some ideas. Yeah. You have to get Kimberly back. He'll be an investor every year. <laughs> right? A happier place, man. Let's get, let's Boy, make it happen. Sometime the solution that you need is not the business one, it's the personal one. Hey. Love y'all. Peace. All right. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.